Good afternoon. Oh, oh, having too much fun in here, having too much fun in here. <laughs> Good to see everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to our Lip County Board of Commission mid-month meeting. Uh, Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Uh, yes, sir, it has. Yes, I guess I'll go ahead right here and now and uh, offer our condolences to the family of Joe Parker, who covered our meetings for a good bit of years. Several of you made comments via email this week about his loss. So we certainly want to share publicly what his loss means to us, because from what I know of Joe and what I read from Joe, he always covered the commission meeting very fairly without a whole lot of uh, drama and emotionalism adding to it. He just covered the meeting as they were, so we appreciate that, and we appreciate his memory, appreciate him having come this way. So we send our condolences to the uh, Joe Parker uh, family. While I'm thinking about it, Commissioner Thrift also lost his sister since the last meeting, so we send our condolences out to the Thrift family. Commissioner Thrift not here today, but uh, she, she and her family also in our thoughts and in our prayers. Um, I haven't asked him, but... Um, Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. If I may, uh, you all may not, some of you all may remember 951, Danny Pittman. His service is going to be Sunday. Uh, better known as Cuz. We remember, we remember. So our condolences to that family also. A lot of our community icons have passed on. We appreciate their service to <coughs> community and country. Um, Mr. Mosley, would you be so kind to lead us on invocation? We'll stand for our invocation and our Pledge of Allegiance, please. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we are so grateful for your bountiful blessings. We thank you for protecting us through the storm. And Father, the hazardous weather, we pray, Father God, for your divine wisdom and insight as this body deliberate business for this community. We thank you and we praise you. This we thank you for in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. And we're having to kind of get used to our new layout here, so y'all be patient with us as we adjust. Uh, as I mentioned, there are some happy people here, Mr. Brown, <laughs> even before the award. You want to tell us what, what's going on with these people, these new, uh, uh, newly enhanced people who serve the Liberty County Board of Commission in this county we love so well? Um, Mr. Chairman, I'm, I'm proud to tell you that Mr. Mosley, uh, has been working with us on uh, employee training and employee opportunities. And so uh, we, this time, are recognizing those folks from the University of Georgia Carl Vincent Institute Supervisory Training Program. These are up and coming folks for us. Uh, some of them have been here a little while, but uh, we looked at them to move up, and this was a good training program. And I want to yield a minute to Mr. Mosley, who lined that up, and um, if you will, just kind of give you a brief on that. <laughs> Mr. Chair, members of the board, uh, when Joe interviewed uh, all the candidates for the city manager job, he asked me, said, Joe, says, what, can, what are some of the things we can do to uh, develop an emerging leaders within the organization? And as we were talking, uh, something ran across our desk from the Institute of Government, and that was uh, to continue as a supervisor. And we sat down and we looked at uh, candidates we thought would be great uh, emerging leaders that we could get in the class, and uh, they tell me from just the different ones I interviewed that they had, as you could see and hear from them talking earlier, they had tremendous fun and they learned a lot. Uh, we got feedback from a member of them. They said that this is one of the best classes that they've ever taken in terms of leadership. In fact, 
If I could go to Chief Darby, he said that he definitely would like to get uh, some of his um, candidates, his, his uh, leadership candidates from the fire department in the class. He said excellent. And it was a very reasonable class. They did it all online, uh, typically a class that they would have in attendance, but they did it online and they said that they enjoyed it tremendously. And again, I talked to a member of the, uh, of the uh, emerging leaders who attended and they thoroughly enjoyed the class. And we will have some others uh, okay. that, that actually had to be postponed because of, of some, some work issues, uh, scheduling, and, and they're finishing up going through right now. And so we'll have a couple others to recognize also. And then I think it's just the beginning for us on following some of y'all's mission of trying to get trained within and uh, be ready. So that's what we're trying to do. Okay, excellent. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm shooting from the hip, commissioners. Um, these people will be presented uh, certificates. So I'm gonna go down. And since we, I think we have enough space where we can spread ourselves out. Joey, let's do the certificates and then we'll remain standing for the proclamation so they can, we can do that immediately following. Will that work for us? Yes, sir. All right, commissioners, if you would go and let's just use this space we have here so we can appear social distance on social media so we won't get in trouble with that. And we'll do the uh, certificates first, then we remain standing for the proclamation reading and presentation.
we're, we're going to straighten back out. They were supposed to be in order for me. that out of the way, sir. Mr. Chairman, these are actually a couple of proclamations uh, from the um, Keep Liberty Beautiful. And uh, Karen Bell, and our speakers board member is here tonight to, to say a couple of Good evening, everyone. Uh, Keep Larry Beautiful is so excited that this month is here, and um, it's all about cleanup. It's Great American Cleanup is something that we do once a year for uh, with the American um, Keep America Beautiful, and this is a way that we can get our citizens involved in keeping Liberty County clean, green, and beautiful. And. <laughs> It's from March 20th to June 20th, but we're having a countywide cleanup on April the 17th. And I know the county is so interested in this date because it's when we go, not go against, how can I put this? Uh, it's when we challenge um, Hinesville 
to uh, the cleanup. And right now, Liberty County has the trophy, and um, I've been told that Hinesville is really inching to get it. So, but it's a way that we get our community out and to keep us clean, green, and beautiful. We also are here for Earth Day. Earth Day is just a, a day that we celebrate our Earth. We only have one, one planet, and we got to take care of it. And so this is a day that we rem <laughs> this is a day that we remind everybody about that. And we usually will have a big festival on the outside, but we know that with COVID, things will change or have changed. And so we're looking to make it a drive-through. We're just waiting for the permission and the approvals to come through, but we are planning. And just to uh, let you know, we're looking at the main changes that each um, activity will be individually wrapped. So as they drive through the child or the, who, the adult, because I like to do things too, you would get instructions and that activity to take home with you to do it. So that's what we're looking at now. We're looking at maybe 40 booths out there to keep it uh, interesting, and uh, we're just waiting. We were, uh, we are looking for booths, um, hosts. We have booths in the box. I mean, all you have to do is bring people, your tent, your table and chairs, and we will give you the activities and everything you need to do to run that particular activity. We, um, you can go online to use the QR code. So we're getting up there. You just hit that QR code. It'll take you to the form and even lay out every activity or every booth that's still available, or you can even create your own. That's all I have to say, sir. Um, why he's signing that, we did bring some green bags because it's, we want you to keep it clean and green <laughs> that you can use when you go plogging or walking to pick up any trash that you see. Plus, you can use it on Earth Day to put all your activities in. So we'll be handing those out also. Absolutely not. <laughs> 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 
All right, more fun stuff. Now let's talk money. Mr. McLaughlin. Did you bring trinkets for us too? <laughs> it was in here. <laughs> oh, there you are. Okay, everybody should have gotten their um, financial report. We just finished it today, as a matter of fact. So let me just highlight a few things for you. Um, we've achieved about 70% of our total budgeted revenues, and we have exhausted about 65% of our budgeted expenditures, so we're sitting real good right now. Uh, at the end of February, we had approximately 5.8 months worth of operational expenditures in our undesignated and unreserved fund balance. One year ago, this same time, we were at 7.6 months. Um, shouldn't be alarmed. Part of that has to do with the timing of when those tax payments get turned over to us. And as a matter of fact, just this week, we got another seven plus million of those taxes. And this month, we also satisfied one of the designated fund balance items. So next month, when I come back before you to close the month of June, or close the month of March, um, that should jump up from 5.8. It'll jump up again. Um, because you'll have less reserved um, items and you'll have more inflow of cash. So just because it's 5.8 today and it was 7.6 a year ago, we're fine. A um, couple of departments that are running slightly ahead of schedule and continue to run ahead of schedule. Um, elections, as we mentioned last time I was before you, they have completely exhausted their budget. Now that that special election is over, uh, we will be able to better determine a true budget amendment that will be needed. And we hope in your April meeting, mid-month meeting, uh, when I come before you, we'll have a full budget amendment to catch up all of those items that we have incurred that were not originally budgeted. Um, and there have been several. Let me do this, Kim, Joe, while I'm thinking about it. Uh, I, I think all of us know from <clears throat> the discussion last meeting that the uh, East Plus election kind of, how do I say that diplomatically? It uh, happened. Sprung on us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but now that we have time to, to, to move forward with that planning um, for future elections, we should be able to have a better better manage that next time. We would hope so. Yeah. Well, hopefully the communication will, will flow. Okay. And I guess as, as um, she's preparing her budget also, Rhonda is yes. budget. Yes. Actually, all budgets went out, um, so every department should have their budget template. Mm -hmm. um, I've still got some of the outside agencies that I need to reach out to, but all of the Liberty County departments, those under um, Mr. Brown and those under the elected officials have all received their budget templates. Um, those budgets are due back to us, I believe, <coughs> April 9th. Mm -hmm. And then we will take about a week and a half to two weeks to get that information into our system, <coughs> pilot, put together the budget books and all the other uh, information that people send to us to give your budget books to you guys. And then we will have um, April 27th and May 4th, I believe, right. are the two dates that we've set aside for budget presentations. We haven't created that specific schedule yet. I'm still waiting to hear, hear from and make sure that there aren't any um, schedule conflicts with some of those elected officials before I go ahead and make that 
schedule for you on those two days. Okay. Well, the, what two days was that we're looking at, Ms. Kim? Roughly? Uh, the 27th and the 4th, I believe. I believe it is the 4th. I'll double check for you, Commissioner Stevens. Okay. As I think, and shooting from the hip again, there's not any, <clears throat> I know there'll be some municipality elections coming up, am I right? Is it this year or is it next year? I don't believe. So we're good for the rest of this year? I believe we have any remainder okay. this year. No. Okay, all right. This fiscal year. This, this fiscal or calendar year. I don't think we got any this calendar year. Yes, it should be. Yeah. yeah when you are run, that's when the, is that when Midway or somebody else run have their election? When this happens, when it's time for your election again, does it coincide with? No, well, Midway's election is this year. It'll be this year? <coughs> well, maybe, maybe there is one more in this calendar year. All other cities is in 23. 23, okay. Well, well, Midway, right. Next year is half the school board, well, four of the school right. board members and right. half the commission. 2022. Okay. Okay. We'll pick shallow little elections. Okay. That I, I think that'll help us all. I, I think that would help all of us. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. Maybe Rhonda already has that, but you know. She probably does. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tag it. All right. Um, Chairman and three. So a couple, a couple of the departments running ahead of schedules, as I mentioned, elections. Um, Government buildings, they had to, they incurred some <coughs> budgeted items, as I mentioned before, the security system in the Justice Center, the roof over at the old courthouse, and of course all of this new stuff that you see in here was not part of the budget. So they're running a little ahead of schedule. Um, Sheriff's Department as well, until we get that budget amendment actually uh, approved and entered into the system, they will probably continue to run over budget uh, until we amend that budget. Um, of course, roads, the road department, you know, they've made a couple of significant purchases this year um, the, to Yancey and to Freightliner. And then you'll see it again. Another un, unbudgeted item was that street sweeper. So that'll be part of that budget amendment I, I, that I bring back to you. Um, and as I mentioned before, the census coordinator, we didn't budget anything in it in the uh, budget this year. We'll go back and amend that budget. Uh, and we did receive, we did bill the other municipalities for their pro rata share of those expenses. So that's not, you know, that wasn't all on us. And then of course, the same thing um, for the operating transfers out. The biggest one that was not budgeted originally was for the fire uh, department, the loan for the fire department that we received it <coughs> transferred out to SPLOS to help cover the island's fire station. So we'll bring that all to you so that you can have an itemized list of everything that your budget has absorbed that was not originally planned for. Um, solid waste operating at a modest net income right now of about $380,000. I do expect that to drop once we post depreciation, um, but they're running fine. And They've got one department, uh, solid waste disposal, that's running slightly ahead of schedule, and that's because of the payments that are having to be made to Broadhurst <coughs> Environmental and Waste Hall Disposal for the trash services. All of your other special revenue funds, uh, 911, victim witness, child support, recreation, record center, they're all operating within their budget parameter for this time of the year. <coughs> 
Uh, sales tax six continues to do very well uh, for the month of, um, let's see where we are at here, for the month of February, collections were 853,000 and that represents January sales. So we're still coming in over budget and for the total program, so far we've got a, about another 25 months to go, but we're almost <coughs> $1.3 million ahead of schedule. Um, so it looks like we will probably, if we continue on this path, mm -hmm. exceed the 54 million, which is great. great. And um, as Mr. Brown, <coughs> I verified with Mr. Brown, even if we go over the 54 million, that's okay. It continues to collect. It's just the T-SPLOS you couldn't go over. And then your T-SPLOS report, I went ahead and broke it out for the uh, district funds that you discussed at your planning session so that you can see what you specifically have in TSPLOST available, the proposed distribution and then what, the, what has been collected to date. And nothing in the district funds have been spent yet. And that's all I have unless somebody has a specific question for me. Any questions for, <coughs> yeah. Then right now we reserve the right. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Sure, make, make a note not for now, but you know we, we've done well with um, getting our Avalorum out early to our citizens. Oh. I don't want us to stop it where we are. We can improve that. So let's talk about that some. Right. Talking about the Avalorum, mm -hmm. and of course we we can't do that until the digest is. Yeah finished yeah so what well, we yes or we yeah, we, we, Kim, we, Kim, we must improve it but yes or they and, and tax assessors and tax commissioner too right Commissioner so. Jones that used to be well she what was it late December when we got them out we pushed it up we got it we get it out earlier now of course let make everybody happy some people still don't but we always try <coughs> to improve to get that tax bill out earlier Engineering, Mr. Long. Good evening. I'll uh, try to go through these as quick as I can. I think y'all be tired of seeing me before tonight. So, uh, uh, Becky Street and Olive Street in intersection improvements. Uh, we've got plans pretty much you know, close to done. I talked to Commissioner Giller about that a little bit uh, earlier tonight, and uh, we're going to go over it again tomorrow and make sure we got everything covered. Uh, we're around 82,000 on his budget now for that one. Uh, Richmond Pass, we did uh, look at that subdivision plot for you guys. Uh, Y'all passed that final plot earlier this month. Uh, the GDOT Safety Projects MOU, that's a separate item. I'll come back to that later on tonight. Uh, Cross Creek subdivision, we did do some drawings uh, and some plats for Cross Creek, <coughs> looking at a lot of our contours. Uh, we do have some easements we probably need to get wouldn't mind a uh, chance to sit down with Mr. Lovett and kind of talk to you about that a little sure, bit. Let's, let's look at that. So we can maybe try to figure out something. Okay. Thank you. Um, FEMA flood workshops. Um, we did go to a FEMA flood workshop. It was virtual. Um, regarding uh, the new maps that are coming out in the Flemington area, um, there were some, after the most recent revision in 2018, there were some things they found that they needed to change, so they're going through that process right now. And so you'll see another round of maps coming out. And uh, 
2022. So we kind of uh, going in and try to make sure we covered Liberty County on what we have in that area. Um, Lakeshore Drive, um, we had a request from Ms. Martin about that section of Lakeshore Drive that goes through the property. Uh, we were able to provide some assistance uh, <coughs> that we do have on that. Um, Miller Park Fire Station, did a little bit of rearranging on the site plan on that. Gomez Road, uh, Sykes Brothers is a contractor on that job. Um, their completion date is August 30th. Uh, they are moving on that project and uh, things are looking good on that. Um, Third Street, uh, they're pretty much done. Uh, we're processing final uh, <coughs> request on it and we did have them come back out. Um, I think they were coming back out this week to correct an erosion issue. Just where we got some sandy soils on the edge of the road, it just kind of washed a few things out. They were fixing that. Uh, Mount Isle Church Road, uh, this well underway, all the asphalt's done. Uh, we have the intersection of uh, Mount Isle Church Road and uh, Fleming Loop Road where we're gonna put a little uh, raised island out there and restrike that so that it, the traffic knows what to do in that area. Uh, Pioneer Road, uh, <coughs> that is pretty much done. A little bit of shoulder work needs to be completed. Um, but for the most part, that project is complete. Uh, Recreation ADA accessibility, uh, that's another item for tonight. I'll come back to it. And uh, Melvin Lane, uh, there, some of those driveways did get worked on as far as making them a little less steep. And if you want to still go out and look at it, we can still go. Well, um, I, I guess I was going to say, have they, um, <clears throat> you said that the work is already. I thought they'd already done it. I hadn't been back out to inspect it. I'll, I'll get back. I, I haven't been out there. Um, I went last week. They hadn't done anything. Okay. Who, who, who is the, the contractor? Jason. Uh, well, Taylor's Creek. Okay. <coughs> Same one that, that mm -hmm. did the role? Okay. Yeah, Clinton had actually already talked to Jason about that. So I was thinking that it was already done, but I'll double check. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, that's it for my report. And I'll be back uh, up several more times. Sure. Quick question. The, the FEMA flood map, you're working around Peacock and Alligator, so that won't change any property owners. Yes. A designated, ooh. Yeah. It will? It will. Yes, sir. So what it'll do is it'll remap some of the areas. Um, yeah. For the most part, uh, most of it is in undeveloped areas, okay. but there are some okay. ins and outs. Are some? And I don't remember the number of ins and outs, but it's, not horrible. So, uh, I can get that number for you. The outs are horrible. The ends are going to be ends horrible. Are horrible. Yeah, yeah. We 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 take calls from the ends on a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. Call us up. Say we were not in the flood zone before. Now we're in the flood zone. And uh, what we've been able to do on a lot of them is successfully, if their elevations are good, uh, we've been successful <coughs> at being able to go through a process to get mm -hmm. several of them moved out. I think in the last two years, we've probably gotten 25 people moved out that got pulled back in. Mm -hmm. So just, it's a little process you gotta go through. Yeah. The subdivision around the Performing Arts Center, will it be affected? Uh, no, sir. No? Uh, we, we, they already knew what was coming mm -hmm. on okay. when we were doing all of that. Okay. Okay. And um, so what uh, we're doing there is we're doing some overbank improvements mm -hmm. to give the water a place to go so that it keeps everything where it needs and to And the, the Trevor Sykes development across from Applebee's? I don't, I hadn't looked at that one, but I mm -hmm. think it's gonna be better off. Okay. 
All right, so all district, that land back there got raised. Who, who district is that? That's Ray Day. Which one? Whose district is that across from Alpha Beast? Uh, it's Max. Nope. Hey, Commissioner Jones. Is it Max's? I believe it, it is. Be yours. I think it's Max's. Yeah. Mm -hmm, I believe it is. <laughs> Baptism <laughs> by fire, my yeah. brother. <laughs> uh, they need some money. <laughs> yeah. Is this chair. Four? Okay. It's chair. Yes, I'm sorry. Got a question. <clears throat> Trent, on Cross Creek, would you read that statement again? <laughs> no, I don't want to read that again. <laughs> <laughs> as well as, not as weak as. And I, I didn't. Okay, that's that, not, but, but uh, you said you you did a, 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 a. Yeah, we did some maps, and what we did is we overlaid a lot of the lidar contours on it, so we could see what the elevation differences mm -hmm. were, and then we pulled a lot of the uh, elevations. Remember, about 20 years ago, we did a master drainage study. Right. Hard to believe that's been almost 20 years ago, um, and we had a lot of elevations of the pipes in that general area, and we were able to pull those elevations look at what the contours were. Unfortunately, there's some pretty huge uh, easements we'd have to get to be able to make something work, but there's some grade to do some changes there to give it a little bit of relief. It's just, but my, it, we'd have to jump through some easements. But my general question, is it possible? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, the other question I have for you on Yeoman's Road, I went that way this morning, mm -hmm. and there's another tree I was looking at, right? There's a gas line marker right there on the left-hand side as soon as you come off the pavement. Mm -hmm. Are we going to leave that tree right there? It's Time about maybe, uh, mm -hmm. maybe about a 16-inch yeah. tree. Yeah, Are we going to leave that tree? I'm trying my best to leave as many trees as I can. So if, would, if, it, if, it, looks, if it doesn't work out to keep it, I will certainly <clears> take it down. But it just talked about like several of those trees right there yeah. and, and trying to leave them. And so what we decided to do is uh, we'd go ahead and leave what we could mm -hmm. because we had so much attention to the trees in that area. And, um, you know, we wanted to see how it was laying out physically. I could see where it was on the plans, but, you know, when you get out there and look at it, sometimes it's a little bit different. So we were just kind of looking and trying to, trying. I, I get a bad rap for taking down trees all the time, but. Right. Mr. Brown, yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, you own the Industrial Authority. <laughs> you know, I made mention about that road coming out the other day. What have we, have we found out anything else more on that road? Uh, so was it a, like a service road they said it's going to be? Which uh, road now? I don't know. The one down at, on Nolan's Highway. Oh, the one coming out there beside the school, the, the Dorchester thing? Yeah, not the one where the uh, construction, where they're hauling the rocks in at. It's between those that box cupboard that you were always talking about, uh -huh. it's right there, right between those two curves. I can go back and look at that. Service rolls for new industry. <clears throat> I haven't seen the match, the plans that I have <clears throat> way down there. I, I sent it to um, Carmen, um, Mr. Stephen. I, I didn't do any other follow-up. I just sent to her that, it's like I told her, you said you received some, some complaints about it from the. Well, I mean, not only complaints, if, you, if it's gonna be used for trucks, but that road between those two curves like that and that road is already narrowed. When trucks are pulling out, they're gonna take up both lanes of that road and cars are gonna be coming around those curves. Mm -hmm. It's a safety issue. We'll do some more follow-up, but I, I'll send it to Carmen. I've got a set of those plans. 
They don't, you talking about the box covered down by the leaning tree? No, no not that by the industrial. By the industrial park? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's two driveways. One of them is a service road, and one of them kind of goes to the, the, the rock furniture plant. place. A cement plant, yeah. Right. It's that first one. It's between those two curves. Mm -hmm. That's yes, my sir. biggest concern right there is safety. Yes, sir. They do, they do meet sight distance, but I understand what you're coming from because I did look at that. Mm -hmm. um, but if you'd like to, I do have a set of those plans, um, and I'll let's take a look so you can kind of see what's happening there, too. Because Thomas and Hope did all that work. And they did. We, we do have those. Well, they did some, I'll say it like it is, that's some unwanted design right there in that road on that two-lane highway. Yes, sir, I understand. The biggest issue that I've seen down there, Commissioner Stevens, is also when you're driving east and trucks start to turn in. I mean, you're up on top of them, and there's no lane to go around them. Right. So you wind up in the woods, but mm -hmm. I don't know who designed the the way that is put in there. I, I don't know that it come to us to be approved for them to exit or enter. It was it came to us late, um, after you know, after the everything was broken out into the road, and I'll go back and, and verify it again. But I don't think that it met the warrants for a left turn lane, based on the traffic count in that area. But I, I will go back and, and review. It came to us. We voted on. I don't remember. No, that it didn't one. come to you. But it came you to the to the building inspections office late. So it was already under construction before we were. I mean, because now that's going to come back, putting the burden on the county. Mm -hmm. Either widen that road, turning lane, or something. Yes, sir. And that should have been figured in with that project from the industrial authority. Yes, sir. Well, I'll get a set of plans over here. Um, if I'd known, I'd brought them with me tonight. Uh, because you need a dump truck to carry the plans around with you. Um, but that way you can take a look at it and see what's going on. And I'll also uh, send an email out again about uh, the number of turns and the left turn lane requirements, show you what, what we saw on that. Well, so we did take a count on how many left turn was going to be going in and out? No, we have counts on our road now, and uh, they usually tell us how many uh, vehicles they're expecting. And I can show you what's going on. Well, that's going to be the only entrance and exit on there, ain't it? Two driveways there. But I'll, I'll get a copy of it and show you. I need to refresh my mind on it because um, it's been almost a month since I've looked at it. So I want to make sure that I'm telling you the right thing. Because we're not doing the inspection on it. We just did some review for Paul. But I, I will have to get it out. Who is the who is the contractor? Do you know, Mr. Chairman? Evans Concrete. Evans uh, contractors is the contractor. I do not know That's who the uh, site contractor is. I would suspect that it's uh, Baker Con Constructors. Uh, I'll have to check. And, and like I said, Paul's doing the, uh, Zeckman's doing the inspections on it, so I haven't been involved with that portion of it to know who's who. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you need to get him and let's see what the issue is on that because I, I'm like Commissioner Stevens. I sent the chairman a letter the other day, email on it. I mean, I've got <laughs> complaints and I don't even live down there. But one of the issues is what's happening now and then what's going to happen in the end. I mean, you're going to have a constant uh, uh, $30 going in and out. project, is it? 22. $22 million project? 
So that's what I understand. You're going to have more than two trucks a day going in and out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they're all going to be 18 wheelers, and they're it's going to be an issue. And, and they're, everybody's going to be sitting up here wanting to know why didn't I know something about it? And, and that's well pretty poor if you want to know the truth about it. So Commissioner Commissioner Wallen, I will say it like this, and not bringing any shame to anyone. When I first mentioned it to the chairman, and he's on the Industrial Authority Board, he was unaware of that road going in, and also Mr. Brown. Mm -hmm. So who was aware, who was aware of this going on? Well, I know that there's ought to be procedures in place, Mr. Stevens, that when they cut timber and they come on a dirt road, we know about it. Right. But if there's this type of work going on and we've got a project on Yeoman's Road and you're driving by it and you don't see it, then we probably need to be uh, addressing some other issues. But uh, we'll talk about it whenever y'all want to talk about it. I, well, I'm just saying that when the time comes and a tractor trailer turns over there, you, it's already uh, west of the old Dorchester Road, so you may be able to r route them around. The dirt road. Yeah, the dirt road, and let them beat their cars up. But I just uh, yeah, we didn't. Let's let's get slow down just a little bit, and let's figure out what's going on. I'll get that information over to you. That way, everybody. I don't need it. The board needs it. Yes, sir. well, I, I'll plan on doing that. Yes, sir. Because yeah, we didn't get those until way late in the game. Um, Can you have me an answer by 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 next Wednesday? Oh yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I can, what I can do, I can get all that stuff for you probably tomorrow. Okay, Monday. good. All right. That way you got everything you need. All right. So, all right. All right. Thank you very much. Anything else? That's it. Oh, what about Bill Carter Road? Did you ever get an estimation on redoing Bill Carter Road? Okay. Mr. Sanchez. Follow Platt, Luke Road, subdivision. Is it public here, Mr. Chairman? Uh, if we're not doing rezoning, so I guess. No, it, it shouldn't mm -hmm. be. Um, Final Platt. So. Good evening. Good evening. And, and commissioners. Mm. This is a uh, final plat for a subdivision owned by John Zen on Luke Road. Uh, Tierra Long did the engineering. It's 12 lots for single-family homes on 19.05 acres. Luke Road is off of, this is Leroy Cofer, and this is Habersham, this straight little section here, which of course continues on. And then Luke Road comes around, and this is just, it's a long, narrow stretch. It has about over 2,700 feet of frontage on Luke, on Luke Road. Um, and that's in Liberty County. So here again, here's Leroy Cofer, and here's Habersham Road, which connects to Leroy Cofer. If you've been down that road in the past few months, you've noticed they've installed this really big American flag on the corner there. And Luke Road comes off of Habersham, and it circles around here. This I was in, I don't know, quite a few months ago with the second phase of this subdivision. I'll be in next, next meeting for a preliminary plat for the remainder of this section here. So, the preliminary plat does not include the colors. I just like to make that clear. I added those in just so I could point out a few features of this, this plat. So these are the 12 lots. They range in size from 1.01 .01 acres to 1.04. 1 
this small little purple area here, which is blown up in this section, is a well lot. It's 900 square feet. And this is a lot, tract one, it's a 5.19 acres. It's to be retained by the property owner. There is a drainage pond in this little corner here, and there's a drainage easement that starts at this side, the west side of lot one, and goes along the back of all the lots and then discharges into the pond. This drainage easement is a privately held drainage easement. It's not being dedicated to the county for maintenance, as is, nor is the pond here. What is being dedicated to the county is a strip of land along all the entire front of 2,707 uh, feet of frontage along this lot, the lots and, and this tract. It's 24 feet wide, and it's being dedicated to extend the right-of-way of Luke Road, which is only 36 feet wide, so it's substandard. And with the addition of this 24 feet, it will be then meet the standard 60-foot wide, wide right-of-way along this 2,700-foot stretch. The second part of the plat just has all the parcel lines and the signatures, which have all been signed and is sitting in, on Mr. Brown's desk. Um, as I mentioned, the usable lot size is one acre, and the front and side rear setbacks are 50, 25 feet, and 25 feet, respectively. And this is all the stuff I just told you. And LCPC recommendation, staff recommendation, is approval of the final plat for the subdivision for John Zen on Luke Road and acceptance of the additional 24 feet of right-of-way along Luke Road. And I'd be happy to answer any questions. Questions for Ms. Sanchez on her presentation. <clears throat> Um, here again, I guess the, 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 the questions we normally would ask, is there anybody opposing? Uh, but this is the final plat, so this, yeah. Um, and you all are recommending acceptance with the 24 feet of right-of-way to, to, to make it legal, I guess. To bring it up to standard. When did we approve the original? Oh, God, it's been going on. I thought this was In pieces. Right-of-way was the issue there, and I think Commissioner Bowen had brought it up about they wanted to pave it from there back out to Highway 17. I don't remember. I don't remember I that. I had a few questions. It's probably not this, but I wanted to know what the, you know, we're getting 25 more feet of right-of-way. Is that what you're saying? 24 feet, yes, sir. Okay, and the road width is what now? The existing right of way, right of way, right now is 36 feet. So you're going to add 25 to that? Yeah, to 24. Yes. 24. Yep. Bring okay. the standard. And then, how far from the back of the right of way or the house, uh, the front of the lot going to be? So the front setback is 50 feet. 50 feet from the right of way. From the yes, sir. Those will be individual drives in each house? I believe that is what is anticipated. So you'll have culverts under each driveway? Yeah. Trent can probably answer that better than I could in the history of this property as well. I wasn't involved with, uh, with the preliminary platting of it. So the roadside district strength will stay the same. You're just going to add more driveways in there? Each district? Mm. This was done, the 
bunch of years ago with A.G. Wells, who was putting this mm -hmm. together. And um, you had it set up for individual driveways, but what they actually installed were shared driveways, so there were fewer driveways along the roadway. And uh, he pulled the, the roadside ditch and improved it. It was not, uh, it's, you know, the, the existing loop road roadside ditch is just a full motor graded blade. So he's actually improved the uh, drive, the roadway and put the driveway pipes in. So all, all the pipes are in and functioning. Use concrete pipes, concrete flared in sections and has all that installed. But, but the water there, it's still gonna go back to 17? It goes towards 17 and it stops. And there's a wetland area that it starts flowing through uh, just like it goes over to yes, sir. Phillips Road. It goes through the wetland system that eventually does go through Phillips Road. Yes, sir. So, so why is the retention pond back here? What good is it for? It stops the water. It slows down and buffers the peak flow from this development before it gets into the wetland system that flows toward Phillips Road. Well, you know, you've had some issues there on Phillips Road. I remember Pat talking one time about having some major issues there with that. So, yes, is this going to is this going to be an, uh, one of those things that you wind up accepting it, and then the county's got the responsibility of fixing it all downstream? Yes, sir. That's one reason that um, it meets the uh, stormwater retention requirements, so that you buffer that peak flow. Uh, just like with any development uh, within Liberty County, we require that they buffer the peak flow so that we don't have that same issue. So what they have to do is they have to regulate their flow to the pre-development rate. And that's what the pond on this side does. That was, that was one of my big issues was what you were gonna be impacting downstream. And you yes. say you've already looked at it. We, I think it was three months ago we talked about your Alligator Creek and what's happening there with the water going under 84 and now we all of a sudden three months later we've got to be looking at some more wetland maps now don't we? Those are floodplain maps. Whatever you want to call it. It's going to be flooded. It's going to be wet. So yes, sir. I'm just asking. You know, yes, are, we sir. Going, are we going to have something here? That's no sir. That's not going to. Constant gonna, battle. No sir. This is not going to contribute to the constant battle that's already there. I'm talking not, about on Phillips Road. On Phillips Road, yes, sir. So that, that that's, is that's the whole purpose. That's the whole purpose of the stormwater retention pond that's there. And this, so this water off the off of those culverts will go into this retention pond. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I was trying to see where the inlet was at, and I didn't see it. So that's what I. Now we have everything graded. There's a lot of a lot of it drains to the rear to the big ditch that's in the rear. So there's a large ditch in the back side of this property that takes a lot of the water to this pond as well. So we take everything we can to those pond. Mr. Chair. Sure. Uh, could you go back and show me, go back to your map again, let it go back. Are you, now are you talking about Luke Road how far down, Trent? Can I walk over here? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so up here, it's 17. No, not 17, 196. Okay. 17 is way over here. Okay. If you 
Avril Lucre is about halfway. And if you're driving down the road, you all of a sudden you kind of come to an area that's kind of clear and has gravel advice and then goes back and moves to the wetland area and then you go back to the normal section of the Alright. Where are your thoughts right there? Now, <coughs> this is supposed to be a subdivision, right? Yes. One of the requirements of subdivision is paving the streets, right? Um, if required improvements are, yes, sir. If we're making new roads or new streets, yes, sir, we do. Okay. So, <laughs> correct me. Paving in a subdivision, coming out to a dirt road, right? So, yes, sir. I understand where you're going. And, and so typically what has, has occurred over the years is if you have a um, large number of lots um, that requires paving of the road, you will do some paving of the road. And if I remember correctly, we went through this preliminary plat and I'm, you know, I'm, if I'm wrong, I, I guess I, I didn't remember it not being approved, but I thought it was approved back when AG had it several years ago. It came before. Yes, sir. And that was just to go with these lots that are fronting on Luke Road. Now, the development of the rest of the Habersham Plantation um, is set up to go to the, the new Spine Road, which would, I'm going to walk over here again. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Everything's set up to follow what is supposed to be the Spine Road, which would be Habersham Road, which would get paved all the way from Leroy's Coastal to Highway 17. Now, a lot of that depends on what these guys do that own the remaining tract of Haversham and how they want to develop with that. So all of that is set up in a PUD, and all of that is set up to go to paved streets and take all the uh, traffic off of Luke Road. I just don't want it to be a nightmare for Commissioner Jones and myself, because we do split. Yes, sir. That road. Yes, sir. I don't want it to be a nightmare. Yes, sir. Understand. But it has been approved, Joy. I mean, we know it's been approved. I, I don't know. I have to go well, back. I, yes, sir. You know I'd have approved. to. Have you came. looked at it now? I, I thought it was, but I hadn't gone back to. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. Been a while ago, but wasn't it? Yeah, it would have had to have been a while it's, ago. It's been yeah. at least two and a half, three years. It would have had to have been. Because I can distinctly remember there were some issues about. I remember Mr. Wells came. Um, that being on that road right there, and um, that was, you know, really. There was two issues that came up there, and Commissioner Bowen said one of them was to deal with I'm gonna build a park up in there if and I'll pave the road if y'all let me do this subdivision. So I don't know what was ever decided to. I remember Mr. Wells came up and mm -hmm. brought this, but I don't ever remember us ever having it because I know individuals that live in this area that this is news to them. Maybe passed. If it's passed, I mean, I there's nobody wants to uh, keep them folks from building houses, I say let them build. Because all it does is add the exodus, yes, but if you go on, you know, I, the issue is what impact is it going to have to this fella across on Phillips Road? And I know you, if you've not been involved in any of the planning and zoning with this young lady here, then 
you are to be able to tell them that, hey, the, what we got to do, we got to keep it from flooding Phillips Road, yes. which is just a little ways around the corner. Yes. And if that ain't going to happen, that's fine. But the minute it happens, you know, there's there's not but one thing to do, and that's to get your five-gallon bucket and start dipping water. Yes, sir. No, sir. And, and for this, you know, this is like 12 lots, and, you know, they're, they're large one-acre lots. And all the stormwater is set up to go through the pond so that we don't impact uh, Phillips Road. There won't be a driveway on any of them, a concrete driveway? There may be concrete driveway. So where's that water going to go? We have everything set up to go through the pond so that we buffer to the pre-development flow rate. So in our calculations for the uh, development, we take into account the impervious area from the rooftops and or driveways. And then it'll come down the driveways, across yep. the culvert pipe. That's right. And then it'll go in the road, and then after it gets in the road, it'll go into the... That's right. Well, you got so, some of it's going to come to the road. Some of it's going to go to the ditch in the back. Then the water goes to the pond, and then there's an outlet structure on the pond. You hear him, Commissioner Jones? Mr. Chairman, permission yeah. please. Um, that uh, stormwater drainage, uh, we have issues as is, um, especially on the Highway 17 side and somewhat on Phillips Road. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess with this project, we're going <coughs> to have the tendency to increase the amount of get storm water drain off and all in that area. Um, it's a problem as is now, especially on the seven, uh, Highway 17 side. Uh, there's been a lot of questions asked. It seems like that we not have any definitive answers for. Well, we do have definitive answers. I have calculations that show that the stormwater is not increased above the pre-development rate, leaving this site. So I do have that definite answer. And I have said that and I have certified that as part of the design calculations. Um, I guess it would be left for me to make the motion one way or the other. Um, you let the commission from the area do that. But, but what the engineer is saying, he's put his stamp of approval on Right, that's what he's saying. But, uh, excuse me, Mr. Chair. Mm -hmm. I, uh, Commissioner Walter, you, you were concerned about, uh, I guess, what a question about the driveways and, and if they were going to be some or not. Yeah, well, what happens is the stormwater, if anytime you put down right. concrete, asphalt, right. or you, you change something from an area that is pervious to impervious, obviously the stormwater runs off faster. Right. And so, what we do is we reroute all the stormwater to a pond to buffer that increase in stormwater runoff so that we regulate the runoff from this site to the pre-development rate. Mm -hmm. So in this case, say you have a pre-development runoff of 10 cubic feet per second. And then by the time you add the uh, rooftop, the driveways and whatnot, we have, um, Coefficients, coefficients that we use in our calculations that are um, 
industry standard nationwide that says, okay, this is what you're gonna happen with these size lots. So we do a post-development calculation and it says the storm water runoff is gonna be 13 cubic feet per second. Well, I've gotta do something so that I don't release more than 10. So we build a pond with an outlet structure on it that makes that water stop in the pond, lose it down enough, mm -hmm. so that I only release mm -hmm. 10 cubic feet per second. Now, I don't; those are not the exact numbers for this site because I don't remember what they were, but they are an example. And what we've got on this is we are reducing it to the pre-development rate. Okay. And this is something we do on all our projects, just like. Uh, Richmond Pass, they have a couple of ponds that they had installed that have outlet structures so that it uh, doesn't increase stormwater downstream. Uh, same way with Luke Road, there's a, a whole series of uh, ponds that actually have somewhat made it a little bit better, although it used to be really, really bad. Um, but there's still some issues out on Phillips Road. Um, but there are a series of ponds in this area that are trying to back up that stormwater and make it better. So again, I, I'm assuming you, you're putting your stamp of approval on it on both sides because uh, you are the engineer on this project as well, right? Yes, sir. What we did on this one uh, several years ago when we were working on this development, the, the Haversham development, uh, we were the design engineer on it at that time. And at that time we didn't have uh, review responsibilities with Liberty County, mm -hmm. so we were free to do that work. And then when we took back over some of the review responsibilities, I was allowed to try to finish up some of the projects that I was working on. And this is one of the ones lingering out, and you'll see one next weekend or next meeting that is trying to finish up part of what we had when we were finishing doing that particular subdivision. Now we've got some other people looking at some bigger pieces in there that we're not gonna be working on, but just the, the pieces that we were already working on before we took back over the review responsibility we're trying to work back on and finish up. That's why I'm here today on this one is because it's finishing up you one started of the work on a long time ago. All right, all right, Mr. Jones. Uh, Mr. Chairman, um, I go back to what I asked earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and not questioning nothing you do, signing off on it or anything. But uh, some of the residents over the years, you know, living right there, I've uh, been in contact with some of the residents on Phillips Road. Mm -hmm. And especially where it relates to the uh, stormwater drain off and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, from pretty much where it joins in, where Highway 17 plays a part in that area, mm -hmm. they have issues with drainage as is. Um, mm -hmm. I think we even went in there here recently within the last year and tried to do something with the beavers that's in there damming up the drainage and all and the waters backing up to Luke Road, back to Phillips uh, Road also. Yes. Um, I really don't hear nothing that I guess sounds like we have gonna remedy that. We're just gonna put more storm water where we're gonna have more to get rid of. Because um, we had this issue before now, even before the Hampshire no, project came up. I understand where you're coming from. So, you know, 
what's happening on this one, especially with, the, with this little one, and you know, the issue may, is going to come up again next meeting too, uh, with the, the the next phase. Um, there are the stormwater ponds, and you know, we have the regulations in place to allow people to develop land that's upstream of things and meet a certain criteria so they can move forward um, and give them the ability to work. Now, yes, there's a historic problem on Phillips Road uh, that's been out there uh, for a number of years, uh, even back somewhat before uh, a lot of this was even started in the 2006-2007 timeframe. Uh, there were some issues on Phillips Road because uh, I remember working on trying to get some things worked and being a little bit better uh, back in 97, 98 timeframe with uh, Richard Moore, who was the road superintendent at the time. Now, part of the design of the whole Habersham is to try to help some of that, um, you know, and, and it's set up, these uh, ponds are set up to buffer um, a lot of stormwater and you know it didn't remedy the situation on Phillips Road they still got some issues but it's not as bad as it was back in the late 90s so it is getting better but you know if you live out there you're not gonna feel like it's better because you're still having to go through times of the year where it's just wet and it's a you know a swamp bottom where we have to go through to where you're having most of your problems there. Because you know when you kind of come in, then you go through, then you go through that real bottom. And that real bottom is where your majority of your real issues are. We've got some other issues further back that are not necessarily related to these, but um, the, 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 the thing is, is you know, they're installing ponds and they're doing the work to try to protect downstream. And we're doing the design to try to protect downstream so that we don't make it worse. If it happens so that these ponds, the retaining ponds that they are installing, just say they get overwhelmed, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's rainy season or whatever, uh, what happens with the uh, excess, the runoff, when those ponds are overwhelmed, the retaining ponds that they will have in the development? So, there are maintenance uh, requirements as far as the ponds go. It's one reason that the uh, developer, John Zinn, was holding on to this pond so he could get in there and maintain it as he needs to to make sure that it is working. Um, for the most part, as things come along and they come online, part of our MPDS stuff is they have to sign stormwater maintenance agreements saying that they're going to maintain their ponds uh, while it's in effect. Or, They'll maintain their ponds while the pond is in existence and it goes from owner to owner so that the pond continues to work as the years go by. So like what you're saying, you know, what if, you know, the pond fills up with sediment and then it's no longer functioning, you know, who's going to dig it out? Well, that's where you set up these maintenance agreements so that the HOA property owner or somebody agrees that they're going to maintain it and we have the right to go inspect it and say, hey, you've got to maintain it. <clears throat> and it gives us a legal remedy if they're not maintaining it. So that if they do get overwhelmed, now if you get in a 100-year storm and we require our uh, uh, 
all our design is set up to pass or to buffer the 25 year storm. Um, and that's a seven points, well actually in this area, right at eight inches rain in a 24 hour period. So if it's an eight inch storm, we should be buffering the peak. Now there's still water leaving the pond, but it's just not going any faster than it was before the development occurred. So now if you get into where you have a pond that's designed for a 25 year storm and you get a 100 year storm event, there are um, emergency overflows that allow the water to pass. And our ordinance says that you got to allow the 100 year storm event to pass through your system. So yes, you may get a little more rain water in a 100 year storm, but they're still meeting our ordinances. Um. That was long winded, but I hope that I answered your question. Yeah, uh, somewhat, because um, like I said, we, and your explanation about the 100 years stuff and all that is a little bit over my head, but um, I know in this same area we're speaking of, um, it doesn't take eight inches an hour to just disrupt everything down there. Uh, you're right. Um, you know, a couple of inches an hour, you know, right. then Phillips Road, Highway 17, Luke Road, it gets overwhelmed. It doesn't have to be a major rain it does. Um, event for it to um, disrupt everything down there. Yes, sir. you're right. Um, Mr. Brown, excuse me. Yes, sir. I was able to find this. I don't know. But um, January 2nd in 2016 is when the issue first came up before the board and it was tabled to gather more information until the mid-month meeting. And then in February 18th in the mid-month board meeting, um, there was a motion made by Commissioner Bowen, second by Commissioner Thrift to approve the rezoning uh, for that area for Mr. Wells, subject to a preliminary and final plat being submitted to LCPC uh, for final review. In fact, in fact, in that, um, that a preliminary and final plat be submitted to LCPC for LCBOC approval in order to facilitate conference review of the entire development in relation to subdivision and other development regulations. Would have been 2016. I would, um, the, the part about facilitating review and I'm I, certainly whatever the board wants to do would seem to indicate that you gave the authority to LCPC to review the final plat in that motion but it's certainly up to how the board wants to handle that. That was on February 18th of 2016. Mr. Wells was here, I remember how long ago it was. <clears throat> a little longer than I thought it was. It was a long time. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. That's where we are now. <clears throat> As um, Commissioner Jones looks at this uh, and his concerns as you hear about the drainage um, and of course, you heard some engineers say that he has his uh, obligations, for lack of a better word, are that his plans cannot worsen the drainage. He had, he had to at least um, show his plans where the, the drainage 
before the subdivision there is the same as after the subdivision there. Now beyond that, I don't know what else can be done. Um, Phillips Road, that's another whole subject, um, uh, a related subject, but, uh, but, what, but what I hear you saying is what you're doing now won't worsen the drainage on no, Phillips sir, Road. It won't make any, it, it, won't, it won't harm Phillips Road. Yeah. That's kind of hard to say it that way. It won't make Phillips Road any worse than Phillips Road is yeah. now. Yeah. That's what I heard you say, so. And, and all we can do, I guess, uh, Commissioner Jones, from this point on is, you know, you get with Trent, y'all look at Phillips Road and see what else you may be able to do to, uh, to improve it. Yes, Those sir. individuals will know that Loop Road is not, unless somebody's got some right. machine, you it's can't not the cause of their, right. One more question, please. The, the developer, I guess the owner, same person, developer, Mr. Zinn. Yes. Are we familiar with his work? Has he done developments in the county? He's not done developments where he's doing a lot of work. He's done small lots, but uh, Mr. Wells had already put in everything before Mr. Zinn bought the property from him. So all the driveway pipes are in, and the ditch is in, and the pond is in. Now he's got an emergency overflow that he needs to uh, put in, but that'll get put in probably within the next couple of weeks and be done. Trent, this is an operational thing. I apologize. I hadn't looked at this, but the private drainage what's the plan for the homeowners to be required to maintain that so that the flows work right and the county doesn't end up back in there maintaining drainage easement? That's where we'll make sure he signs the Water, the water maintenance agreement. Okay. That way it'll be. It's, it's really so it'll be, it'll really be Mr. Zinn's responsibility? It won't, it won't transfer? He'll work that out with the property owner. So it won't transfer with the deed? It'll transfer with the deed. Where the where maintenance so, agreement works is it transfers with whatever deed that goes with. So if it transfers with the deed, it goes to the homeowner? Yes. So is there obligation to make sure that everything? It just stays open. Yes. Right. And then and then it's going to be his obligation to make sure that the pond stays functioning. Yes, sir. Even after he sells all the lots. Yes, sir. All right. Just you know, saying. He has a good question. When does the bonding process take place? Where we have a, a bond for the uh, overflow structure in place, and we have the bond for we have two bonds: the maintenance bond. Maintenance bond is in place. It's in place. All right. Good question. So we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't kick loose any permits down there until, I mean. Well, you can kick loose permits on your, uh, like, development of buildings and all on there as soon as the final flat's done. But the bond uh, for the performance of the, uh, doing the outlet structure is uh, like six months to do that. And then the maintenance bond is two years. Two years. I'll make the motion to uh, move forward with the recommendation that has been presented before us. 
Is there a second? Second. Motion second to uh, approve LCPC's recommendation. I think duly noted your concerns about drainage. Um, Trent, you hear him very well. Uh, you hear them very well. <laughs> well. We'll probably do too because this issue will come up again in your regular meeting. So we'll have a, a preliminary class for the back out You know, with, with Commissioner Jones being new, I suggest you meet with him prior to so y'all can have that one-on-one, -on -one, and then, then when you come to the board, <coughs> he can ask any yes. questions he wants to ask. I, I, I'll come get you, and we'll go right and look, and I'll, anybody else wants to look, I'll okay. take you out there and let you look, too. Thank Commissioner you. Jones, he charged you for riding. Drive my own vehicle. All right, all in favor of the... <laughs> All in favor of the motion on the floor, let me know by raising your right hand. Yeah. Any opposers? Yeah. Mr. Right. Mr. Chairman, I, I, I would like to say, um, I mean, we've already voted on it. Um, I second it. I understand Mr. Um, Mr. Jones and everybody else concerned. But, you know, we, we, we did um, get assurance that uh, this development will not have an adverse impact. And, um, you know, Mr. Long is the, the engineer for this project. He's also our engineer. Yes, sir. And um, in between uh, him stands LCPC. Mm -hmm. And Ms. Um, Sanchez is the engineer for them. Okay, and um, it goes before them, and the Planning Commission approved it. Uh, now, um, the proof is in the pudding whenever, you know, with the things that we're concerned about, if it happens. But um, the, the calculations and everything is really all we have to go by. And, right. and, um, and, and that's what we have. And so, you know, so we made that decision. Um, we, um, it's more than just a belly rub. It's, it's calculations. And it's, um, we're not going to sit here and knock on wood. Because knock, if knocking on wood helped, then you wouldn't have to vote. <laughs> and we're not going to sit here and rub our bellies either because it feels good. We, we're going by this, and, um, and, and we're going to move forward with I'm it. The so. science. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Mr. Martin, recreation. Good evening, Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. It has. A real and I'm glad to tell you guys that uh, you made a lot of people happy by approving this plan to have spring programs. We are in the midst of our spring soccer, track and field, and baseball and softball programs. Soccer and track are kind of wrapping up now. Baseball and softball are just getting started. About 1,000 participants in those wow. programs, wow. which is a lot less than we normally have in those programs. Uh, it seems that quite a few people have you know, very cautious. They don't, they don't want, we hear that from a lot of our normal participants. They said, yeah, I'm not ready to jump back in yet. But those that are doing it are having a great time. Uh, the procedures we put in place to, to minimize the amount of contact and interaction we have between participants has worked pretty well. Um, happy to say that we have no known spread of the virus from these programs. Good. So it, something, something has worked. I would like to address the, the limited use of facilities policy that we have been, been utilizing for, for, some, for some time now. 
basically out on our outdoor facilities only. All the indoor facilities and programs remain closed. Uh, walking trails, boat ramps, fishing piers never were closed. Just, just as kind of a review of, of where we're at. Um, the, the facilities that are not available for use at this time include playgrounds, basketball courts, skate parks, and rental of outdoor pavilions. Um, so the limited use policy has included ball fields, tennis courts, and batting cages. And the way it works is they have to apply or to be approved to use the facility, then they have to make a reservation for use of the facility, and then we have to monitor that use of the facility with our staff. And, and that, I'll tell you that that procedure worked pretty well, very well actually, prior to us starting those spring programs. However, now, all of our staff is tied up running spring programs and we're having a very tough time also monitoring the use of those facilities in addition to running spring programs. So uh, I do want to you know, take the board's temperature, so to speak, on, on reopening some of those facilities or perhaps uh, doing away with the limited usage of those facilities that we're allowing use of now. Um, recommendation would be that we, we now allow use of ball fields, tennis courts, batting cages, um, even taking into consideration opening playgrounds and skate parks and basketball courts as well. I, I do not recommend opening, re, re, reopening pavilion rentals because I think they serve as a gathering point for a, a spot of gatherings more so than, than some of the other activities which are basically, you know, those people that come and utilize those facilities uh, on their own. Uh, but, but as it stands now, we have a lot of people that are ignoring closed signs or even locked gates and fences and utilizing facilities. And, you know, it then becomes up to our, our staff to, to go around and police that, uh, which is not pleasant uh, and sometimes unsuccessful. Um, so I, I bring that problem to you gentlemen tonight and, and ask for some <laughs> assistance with it. <laughs> Uh, will this free up? Will this free up some of your staff members? It will. You open up. It will free some up. They have other duties in addition to that as well. But this, but you be heading back in the direction of normal operation. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. I mean, how many people? In, when they play soccer like they were there on there the other night, how many of them are in each team, like when they're playing against one another um, the field at any time? Different different age divisions have different numbers. Um, I believe your grandson's in the six or seven-year-olds. I think there are um, eight on the field at a time. In two playing. particular league. Eight? Yeah, two teams playing. I tell you, it looked like two because they were all <laughs> Wadded up together just like that. There, there's Every no piece. social distancing with that. And I, well, I noticed that, and then I was watching them play softball or baseball over there, and, you know, I was amazed. I thought it was just my kids, but when somebody hits the ball, all the kids go for the ball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Outfield, infield. Some of them even come off the bench. <laughs> there were right. seven people down there after that one ball. Right. And no one picked Not it up. Not saying that's against the coaches or nothing. I'm just saying they just – everybody wants that ball. So, I mean – They really do. Uh, they're not um, – and, I mean, you know, you did have them folks at the front checking when you went in, you know. But 
when they come in the gate, you'd have a mask, and then immediately they'd take the mask off and be on the bench. So, uh, and their main duty was to try and, and, and keep the staggered of t times in, in place. So those teams that had like the second game, uh, you know, they are asked to wait until the first teams finish their game and leave right. before they come in. Now, now what we adapted that to was okay. It's all right to come in and and go with that as that group to another area that's not being utilized, and that way we could still keep them away, reduce the amount of interaction as much as possible. <clears throat> but that's basically the job of those those folks that are there at the gate and to provide hand sanitizer and, you know, basically try to enforce the new procedures we have in place. Well, and when we talked the other night, um, you know, I. I pretty much said, you know, well, what is your feelings on it? And your feelings on it was similar to mine. I didn't realize how many other places were utilizing it. Now, you know, we're sitting up here with masks on, and you're standing there without a mask. But, you know, it's required. <laughs> Late now. It's required, you know, to He's standing by in the building. And standing by himself, though. Sir? He's standing by himself. Right, I'm yeah, vaccinated too, sir. And and that's exactly the way I would be, and you'd be social distancing. And that's when I see the coaches down there. That's what they're doing, the social distancing. But I mean, your recommendation would be to have everything going except for the pavilions. But what would be the plan for the pavilions? Well, again, I, you know, the only reason that I. I'm reluctant to go back to reopening the pavilions is because typically when someone rents a pavilion, it's to have a gathering. And those those folks are, you think about the size of that pavilion, it's a much smaller space than say the soccer field or the softball field or even a basketball court. And they're gonna be a lot more in close, pro close proximity to each other. So that would be my only reservations about rental of facilities. I mean, I'd love to, you know, to start opening those back up and, you know, get some of the revenue that we used to get from, from renting those facilities. But um, I just think, my opinion, that's, that's a little worse than opening the other facilities, which are outdoor and spaced out a lot further. Well, and I know I, I have, in the past years, I've spent a lot of time down there with you, and I haven't uh, here recently. And, um, and you've always done a good job. And, got a good group of people down there, Jimmy, and I, I'm going to tell you, they were doing a good job the other night. Not just the ones I was at, but I walked through the the upper grade soccer fields and saw them at the concession stand area. You know, there'd be people sitting there. So, um, you know, I'd like to think that we've hired a man that knows what he's talking about, and I, I feel like that, you know, you it's a recommendation. I don't have a bit of problem supporting you on that. I also went to the liberty of asking several surrounding counties what their policy was, and mm -hmm. I, I can't find any that have closed their outdoor facilities. They're all available in the manner that I'm recommending, basically. Mm -hmm. um, they're open for use by the public, you know, at their own discretion. Mm -hmm. you, you're making me think, even when it comes to the uh, pavilions, they're outdoor pavilions. But the folk want to social distance is their is their call, but they certainly can. That's true. Uh, there's no, I don't see much difference in uh, being under one of your pavilions as versus being sitting on the bleachers in the soccer game. Kind of stuff. 
Well, the bleachers are closed. They're, they're closed. Yeah, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, but, yes, but sir. we came out the other night. We thought, I mean, I'm, and we, we, we listen. Uh, we came out of the shipment wreck, and we were happy to see that activity uh, going on. Right. I promise you, we were. That's right. Yeah. God bless America, kind of thing. Yes, sir. So here's my point: your, your provisions, other than the one here at Schumann, uh, not at Stafford, Liberty Independence, is closed in, but the others are open air. That's true. I don't, I don't see any reason why you let, I mean, they, let folk police themselves. They're they open, but, they, but they're confined by, by the fence, though, right? We do. Most of them are fenced, yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's open, but it's, the fence keeps it locked. So I know the one in Homestown has a fence around it. The one at um, the, the seating areas. The, the one at um, I'm thinking about Irene Thomas Park. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're, all, all of them are but James, James Brown, Brown not. All but the one at Jesse Stevens. James Brown, okay. James Brown not either. When y'all use a soccer. Well, oh, yeah. Well, that, we don't really consider that one of our rental pavilions. Really? That's no, it's not. Concession <laughs> stand used for soccer activities. Yeah. That's how some people would say. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Chair, uh, uh, myself as well, I've had to have opportunity to speak, you know, not to just Mr. Martin, but, you know, a, some of the parents and also uh, your, your great staff and make sure that, that you let them know how we feel about everything that they've had to go through for the past year. I will do that. Uh, my kids are participating uh, in the spring programs. Mm -hmm. One of them was running forward, the other one was running backwards, but they're out there having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> they're a lot faster than today. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I try to race them, but uh, even with, with the track uh, program, it, it was great because the, the girls were on one day, the guys were on another day. Of course, you know, it, like myself, when I have a one on each team, you know, it makes it a little difficult, you know, for timing. But it, the way how, how you all handle that whole situation, like you said, the, the bleachers were closed down. Uh, the kids that were participating were basically in the middle and you know the parents were, for the most part, social distancing. You know the the families that came together stayed together. Mm -hmm, they will. So it, it kind of worked out. Uh, and of course, you know now I have one in baseball. And and just like you were saying, even about the the batting cages, it's kind of difficult for us to say, okay, well, if if you signed up for you know baseball, you could use it. But if you didn't, you can't use it. Or we have to take someone on the staff to monitor them. And I, I just, I guess I'm just like Commissioner Walden as well. I, I know I, I sent an email about it and uh, just to try to get a temperature. I think our temperature is warming up a little bit, especially <laughs> as, uh, Mr. Brown turned the air down or up, whichever way. I don't know, man. It was, it was getting cold over here on this new side. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was getting a little chilly over here, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Mr. Walden, I'm, I'm in support of it as well, you know, especially uh, the outside facilities, uh, the basketball courts, playgrounds, because now they're, they're still using it. You know, I mean, they're, they're past even reading the signs, you know, so uh, whatever we could do to help support your staff and, and limit uh, them being stretched out so wide, since we are opening up other programs, uh, I'm in support of it, Mr. Chair. Mr. Chairman, uh, and Jim, and, and I think the the programs that you have um, opened up and you know got them back up and running, 
but but you did say something. You said that um, you had um, limits and you had precautions. You you had steps in place to to limit. You, you know there there was limitations. Uh, number one, it was less people than you normally have, and then the ones that did show up, you had a plan in place. You and my brother Ricky and everybody else that worked around there wouldn't have a prayer at that basketball court by Popeyes, the one over there where I'm the old-time leading scorer on right. Rebecca Street. Right. You, 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 you can't go down there on a Sunday or, or right now and put your precautions in place at an outside basketball court. You, you, you just won't be able to do it. And when we shut down the one by Popeyes, it was because of calls we had where there was, and I'm not going to say a 1,000, but it was as many people mm -hmm. as could gather was gathered. Now, a league game, whether soccer, baseball, track, we opened it up, and you had your rules. It was governed by you, your staff, and y'all did these things. But, but you, you, you can't do that on a Saturday night. At Stafford Park basketball court, you can't do that at the park in Homestown. You, you you just can't do it. You can close it, but you cannot open it with those same precautions. And um, Ed has said it. Um, we are still wearing masks, and we're still in the midst of a pandemic. And the things that we can control or try to control, we do that. Now you also said that. Um, you know, people are jumping the fences and playing basketball anyhow. Well, that's against the law. I mean, that's against our law. And um, just like drinking and driving, people drink and drive, but you just don't say, well, let them do it because they're doing it. I mean, if the fence, if the park is closed, it's closed and violators will be prosecuted because that, that, that's the law. You, I mean, you just can't say, well, they're doing it anyhow, let them do it. You, you, you can't do that. And you can't, if you open up that basketball court, and, and my brother called me, and he said, hey, man, we need to let him in. But I'm here to say that um, you cannot regulate that the way you can at field three um, at 5 o'clock at a soccer game. You, you can do that. You, got to, you, you can do that. But you can't do that next to the National Guard Armor at that basketball court. Yes, and um, whatever we've done, in this county and whatever is happening across this nation. We've been blessed and um, even when you had the spring sports, you said that we hadn't had no outbreaks, no, you know, no super spreader events or nothing like that. And we'd, and we'd be commended for that. But we cannot do that at one of those basketball courts. We, we just can't. And, and, and that's my thought and we could vote and I just told y'all how I'm voting. <laughs> well, and tell Ricky when you see him. <laughs> He's probably listening. Okay. How about the, the playground? I, I was going to echo that, you know, it, it's pretty much the same at any of these facilities we I was just talking about. You have no control over the playgrounds. You have no control over the basketball courts. Um, there are some that are a lot more popular mm -hmm. um, and also are easier to control access to and, and I'll use the basketball courts there in Stafford Park as an example they've got a six foot high fence around it 
So they're easier to control. You can lock them. We have people in the proximity all, uh, very often. You know, we can stop, we can stop that. And, and we even went so far at some of the outline parts as to take the goals off of the post. That's what, that's what the city did at um, Jack Carter. Right. We took, we took a page out of y'all's book and, and we took the goals down at Hillary Park because we, it's way out there and we couldn't control access to the courts. Um, saying all that to say there, there are some that you can control with defense and others that you can't. Stafford <coughs> Playground, the playground right behind the pool, there are behind my office has a fence around it. We have people in the, all around that all the time. We can control that fairly well. All the other playgrounds, none of them have a fence around them. So you, if you, know, you open them up, it's, it's, you know, free, it's free for all. I mean, whoever wants to use it. Um, you know, again, I think Mr. Mr. Chairman said that everybody has to take some personal responsibility in this and um, you know, utilize the, the information that we've been given for the past year and uh, exercise caution. And I think we've done that. I think this board and, and you have. And oh, this board has exercised great caution. Has, you know, mm -hmm. they, they've done it. And I, 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 you know, I understand exactly what Commissioner Gillard is talking about because there are, there are things that we can't do anything about. We can put a sign up and put a chain around it or a cable, but, I mean, you know, the pavilions, I agree, if it's open air, you can get underneath it. That'll be the next thing that we probably have to try to do. But um, you know, we're 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 saying we're playing soccer, and and like I said, it, it, they're all knotted up together, <laughs> and whatever one's got, the other one's got. And I can tell you, it don't make no difference if you come in there, you can't bring but orange, green, and red Gatorade, okay? And everybody's gonna take a drink out of each one of them because they gonna see which one there is. <laughs> I mean, that's just it. I, I, um, I'm not for spreading the pandemic. I think we did a great job with it, and, and we all supported one another, and we all, um, you know, got different opinions on it, and that's the way it's always going to be. But, um, you know, we have to listen to you on some things, Jimmy, and that is your honest professional opinion, and you've talked to people, and that's what I'm going on. Sorry, we hadn't talked before now, but I mean, I I understand that um, you think it would be you can police it now, and um, that's it. And now you know how I'm gonna vote on it. Yeah, well, you know? let me let me please state that I, I hope I didn't say that we would police it mm -hmm. because I don't think we can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think if we open them, then we're saying that you know we're gonna allow free use of it without us trying to police it and like. Commissioner Gillard said, some of those areas are going to be hard to, hard to digest. Uh, mm -hmm. Basketball courts there by Popeyes are going to be packed. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, just like they were. Well, you know, in um, we, um, the courthouse, uh, the courthouse, this building here will open up in the morning <clears> at 8 o'clock for business. And people that come here will be required to wear masks. I mean, so, you, you know, and um, th there's a reason for that. I mean, you know, we, we have not um, eliminated that that risk. I mean, we 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 we're going to require that until such time that we don't. You know, so um, and there's a reason that we're doing that is because we're still in the midst of a pandemic. And if if all we have to worry about is um, somebody going beyond the no trespassing sign, 
then, then we, we, we need to beef up patrol, beef up policing, beef up whatever. But um, to say that that's one of the reasons why we, and I don't know if you, you didn't say it that, that, that way, but that should, you, we may as well let them go because they're going anyhow. No, we need to stop them because they don't need to go. Understood. Okay. Mr. Stevens, uh, well, I only got a couple of parks down there where I'm at. One of them is fenced in. No, none of them is fenced in. Mm -hmm. Just the pavilion at Briar Bay is fenced in. Correct. The, the pavilion at Jesse Stevens is open. It's open. Somebody had a birthday party there last weekend, I think. Yeah. Unbeknownst to us, but uh, Eve Park is. It well, it's. Sort of enclosed. Like it's got a screen, right. you know, part of its screen, and part of its block. Jones Creek is utilized mm -hmm. a little bit down there, uh, but there's no playground facility right now at Miller Park because it's been right. removed mm -hmm. for replacement. So, uh, hey, uh, if we can provide service to some, I'll say I'm willing to say let's try it. Watch it real close. I mean, and hey. If it fails, then we go back the opposite way. All right, so just for the matter of reckoning, for reminding me, your, your recommendation again is to, to what? Well, and a lot of it I, I want to clarify a little bit is based on what I hear from surrounding counties mm -hmm. and others in, you know, that are similar agent recreation agencies like us. Mm -hmm. and, you know, hey, what's, you know, we all talk a lot. Is, you know, how are y'all handling this? And, uh, you know, for, for all of the ones I talked to, it was, we, we knew we couldn't control those outdoor facilities, so we've left them open. And, uh, you know, I would equate it somewhat, and we spoke about this a little bit before in past meetings, you know, the school facilities, I don't think they're necessarily open and invited to come use them, but they're not closed. There's no enforcement of any closure. And, I mean, they're widely used, playgrounds and basketball courts and, you know, that sort of thing at, at, uh, at the schools as well. Okay. All right. You hear the recommendation from the Director of Recreational Services. Uh, he's, he's brought this before us to. Um, and Mr. Chairman, I, if I could, I would say this. I, I would include open pavilions, you know, based on the comments you've made by that. So basically all of our outdoor facilities to reopen all of our outdoor facilities. Me outdoors, outdoor. Yeah. So your, your recommendation is that we party like it's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. But. All right. So Chair intended motion from the body. When's the party? Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm in favor of, I mean, I've, I've listened to Jimmy and me and him butted heads a few times, but, you know, this is an issue right here that I've uh, come to realization that he he's got an organization down there that can handle what needs to be done and he's got cell phones to call the police to uh, run the rest of them out so i say let's follow the, the guidance of our recreation director we paid too much money for him just to be asked <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> i don't know but i hope that was second. on the record <laughs> motion and second we approve the recommendation <coughs> as provided to us by um, I recreation. I'm, I'm also reminded too that <clears throat> something I've been hearing lately, um, the basketball court, I guess all of it does, but there's a lot of discussion now about the, we don't say mental health anymore, behavioral health, especially with our, our young people. 
and how being locked up has really yeah. caused emotional problems sure. and and that they really need every opportunity to to get out and be active and express themselves and do the things you know, that help to divert them from all this thing about COVID. <clears throat> now, much like others have said, I don't want to be known as Liberty County, the, the super spreader county. Council. No, sir. No. But I haven't heard that even from the schools, you know, from, I know they've had some exposures, but there's been exposures everywhere, but not to the tune where they've had to close down the school. Yeah, they may have to quarantine. I know the basketball teams have had to quarantine, that kind of thing. Yep, that's true. And I'm hoping as we more and more folk are, are immunized, are vaccinated, that we'll have less opportunity. And then the day will come when even the young people will have their vaccinations. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so I, I concur. My heart goes out to uh, young people, especially who need an outlet, man. They need an outlet to help them. <clears throat> that probably even help them with their schoolwork. You know. That's true. Be able to get them. Well, recreation contributes yeah. to a well-rounded well life. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Just drive over there to 503 Mark Road. Mm -hmm. There'll be a school kitchen tell you what it's like. Yeah. yeah. I got to hear it every day. Yeah. Twice a day. Okay. Uh, Mr. Martin, like I said earlier, we just try to keep a close watch on it, and if we start hearing of yeah. what we don't want to hear, then we just yeah. gets reversed. Mm -hmm. I understand. You know, go backwards. But we pray and hope it doesn't happen. I agree. And I'm sure there will be, you know, some some instances where there are issues and and one of the statements I made earlier was about the, the the ability to close down some of the facilities. For example, those basketball courts where that problem, you know, is most prevalent, they can be locked. I mean, I, to me, if that's where a problem is, we lock that court. We still have other courts open, but that court is where we have too many. We lock that court. Okay. And, and I agree with Commissioner Stevens. You know, maybe let's see. This is March. Maybe maybe may you come back to us. And there's a update us. Yes, sir. If there's a problem. We we'll address it then. You can always reverse. Everything. Everything's open. Like it. Yeah, everything's open. Before the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. Not no no indoor facilities. No indoor or program. No indoor programs or indoor facilities right. have been right. nor, nor recommended to be. Right. The uh, complex will still be closed. Mm -hmm. you're, you're gonna put the, the rims back up on the basketball court. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Back at, at Hillary. Mm -hmm. Let them go out. Mm -hmm. And I guess it'll be up to Ken Howard and them and whatever they do to the one over here because the city mm -hmm. actually, I guess, I mean, we get support from the county, but um, the city actually owns that park. Irene B. Thomas? No, uh, Jack Carter over Jack there. Jack Carter. Right. Right. Off Rebecca. Yeah, we, now other than, you know, yeah. um, our, our help with re right. restructuring that court, redeveloping that court, we we haven't have been involved in any right. of the. But it, it's, I'll see what Kenny wants to do with that. But um, he has expressed a desire to be consistent with the county. county and the city in the past. With Irene B. Thomas, especially, uh, we've never really discussed Jack Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Enough discussion. All in favor of approving Mr. Martin's recommendation? Let it know by raising your right hand. Any opposes? One. <laughs> one That's two votes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one vote down. All right, sir, move forward. That'll be effective when, sir? Uh, we will start taking down closed signs tomorrow. Yep, Mr. Chairman, I, I do, I want to say this for Mr. Martin standing there. I, I think, Jimmy, there was a time or two you came here and um, it was uh, brought up to, with everything being closed, what were you and your staff doing? What was your staff doing? And you know, you're not playing ball, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, what are they doing? And um, I can tell you that um, on my way to Hunter, 
we got a contract over there. Um, I always take the the long way around instead of going Leroy Kofi, I take 84 so I can blow the horn at Marion when I go through his district. <laughs> but I but I, I would stop at James um, at, at Miller Park and, you know, use the bathroom or what, what have you. And um, I don't know what the staff was doing, but whoever maintains that um, – that building, that, that bathroom, and, and it's open to the public. But um, and you, you open the door, the light comes on, and that bathroom is as clean as the Board of Health. So yeah, sure. may, maybe not Ricky, maybe not you, but the ones that was working, somebody <laughs> clean that bathroom. There, there are several ladies that do a... a well, I mean, there's, you know, so I, I, I just want to say that. So if, maybe y'all wasn't playing basketball, but um, somebody was cleaning the bathroom, so I, I want the record to reflect that. Actually, that Friday we went to the park at in Holmestown, and it was clean. Remember? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You you went in the women's bathroom. I, I went. Right. I went in the other one, <laughs> the men's bathroom. Them. But, but yeah. I mean, we were there inspecting them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, I mean, but it's they, they, so uh, there was some work going on when they wasn't playing basketball. So I, I want you guys to know that. that they, it was, those those that folks that are doing that did a great job. I would vouch that others are doing a lot of other stuff too. Yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, gentlemen. You will hang around a minute for the. All right, Trent, you coming? Let's see. Where am I? Oh, I got to move back up. I'm thinking recreation hazard mitigation plan. Mr. Dodd, yeah, he's been patient. Hey, Mr. Dodd, if um, I, you just did this presentation at the city council meeting, I was over there. So if you, <laughs> if you want me to tell them what you said, you you, you could go on the skip. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, Commissioners, yes. Mr. Brown, Ms. Mosley, thanks sir. for having me tonight. Thank you all know Trip. Yes, sir. Hello, sir. So, I can happily say, so our hazard mitigation plan, we started way back in January of 2019. We had our uh, kickoff meeting. So, after 11 planned events, and then we conducted a, a, a public event in April of 2020. The plan is at FEMA. It's got approved. Um, and now, we are asking for a resolution to adopt the, the, uh, the plan, sir. Uh, the plan was written by uh, Bold, Bold Planning out of um, Nashville, Tennessee. And if we have some questions, we can get them on the phone due to uh, COVID restrictions. They, was a, uh, they wanted to be here, but they couldn't travel. I don't know that. One commission's already been briefed, so I don't know that we need to have them on the phone. <clears throat> Sir, you, we're going to consider you the resident expert. Yeah, and yes, Mr. Jump, Mr. Brown, have you had a chance to? You? Okay, all right. Can we just blame it on those two, Mr. Chairman, if you'll entertain them. Duly noted. Was that a motion? Duly noted. Yes, uh, second. All right, motion is second. We approve the hazard mitigation plan that has right. been vetted. <laughs> Bob, you got by easy. Resident experts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I, but I heard him over there, but I, I'm going to let y'all know this. <laughs> the presentation he did over there was totally different. <laughs> <laughs> totally different. Totally different. I mean, so I don't know if we're buying the same thing. But, uh, <laughs> it's the way it was in the lineup, I guess. Yeah, it, it's a coin flip. <laughs> yeah. All right, sir. All in favor of approving the resolution for the hazard mitigation plan. All right. All right, sir. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, sir. All Thank right. you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for getting us through today's weather. Good job of being up on that. <laughs> 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 All right, so it worked out quite well. <laughs>
Quiet will. Glad I jumped up and down. Quiet will. All right, Trent. Trent like again. <laughs> Typing. Mm. I hope I can do uh, the recreation park and Gill Park improvements both at the same time, if that's okay with you. Yes, sir. Well, if you have to take a vote or anything, we'll do that separately. But um, the MOU for the off street off system striping, we've talked about that several times. Uh, that would be the last three pages of your uh, um, monthly report. It looks like this. Basically, it includes a list of roads and streets that will have some widening, some signs, and striping uh, throughout Liberty County. Um, we just need to go ahead and get this memorandum of understanding uh, sent over to um, DOT. All it says basically is we're going to clean the edges of the road. We've got to do any little shoulder widening for some of the uh, uh, roadway extensions. We'll do some of the roadway widening is not a problem and coordinate for uh, getting uh, mailboxes, which is not a problem either. So um, just kind of wanted to see if you guys had any questions on this again. If not, I uh, just need to get an approval for the chairman to sign this so I can get this back over to DOT. You got a list of the roads here for us, I see. Yes, sir, it should be the last, the last page. Mm -hmm. It look, it look like this. Yeah, right. Now, now Trent, what you said you're doing, you're doing what to these roads now? You're widening them? Uh, no, there's only uh, one that's getting any, any kind of widening. Um, let me see the road. Let's see. Yeah, shoulder widening. One of those. Tibbet road and Shell Road. Got Wells Road, Elam Road, and uh, Wells Cemetery Road. There's a little bit of shoulder widening. <laughs> okay. But most everything is uh, striping and signs. And these, uh, some of these are your roads, uh, Commissioner Frazier? They're all over the county. They, uh, all over the county. Right, but, but uh, Commissioner Gillis, uh, you're right. And, and that's what I was going to ask you, because I know uh, I did uh, receive a, a copy of, uh, from the city on some of their resurfacing projects. Mm -hmm. And some of these matched on there. Yes. Are, are well, they still? What happened is, they just need to go ahead and move forward with this, and then what DOT will do is when wait till they resurface and then. Well, that's not going to replace it. DOT will probably remove it off of the list if it's got if it's been resurfaced and has a uh, been striped. Then they'll remove it from the list because this ain't going to get done to 2022. Uh, you're talking about next year. Yeah. All right. Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. I may be out of, I, I know, right, um, Shell Road is on this list. Yes, sir. We got an issue with Shell Road, and I don't want to see us just thinking about striping it, and then we have to come back and redo it. Okay. Apparently, when the city of Riceboro did some work on Shell Road, they cut it. Okay. And when they cut it, you probably need to go down there and take a look. The road is sinking, sinking in. Really? I read. Yeah, on Shell Road. It might be half a mile down Shell Road off of Bearson Ferry. Okay. But I don't want to see the, us put a stripe on that road and then go back and have to cut it out. And 
So I, I, I forgot about that. But that's mm -hmm. that well, we'll go ahead and Lark look at that and see about getting something worked on that. You can walk on it and see it. Mm. <clears throat> like I say, and what they did, they did a cut like this about that wide. Cut was only that wide to put mm. water to the other side of the road, but somehow or another, it's, it's yeah. when you hit it with your car now, you'll know it. Mm. Is, is all the shell road in the city of Riceboro? I'm um, from Barrington Ferry back around to, um, what's that? Um, oh, it's in the county. The Bar no. it's, it's in the county. Shell road is in the county? In the county, but they do have that annex for service, water and uh, sewage. Oh, the city of Riceboro provides yeah. water down there. Okay. Oh, shoot. I think what happens is the city limits is 300 feet out. 300 feet, of, uh, right, you're right. Ferry Road, and it crosses over, so the first 300 feet, I believe, is in the city. Okay. And then where it ties back into Briar Bay Road, I think that is all county. County. Do you have any figures on what this costs? No, sir. This is all DOT uh, safety. I, I, yeah, I understand, I, and I understand... <laughs> The waiting on the DOT, but now there's some of these things out here that, me personally, I mean, we passed the peace law and the sales tax, and then we're getting money from the residents on the for taxes, and yeah, I don't mind waiting for it, but if we need to get it done, let's, let's get, get it, it done out of out of what we got. I mean, I don't see no need. In, if we get the money from the DOT later on, that's fine. But if we don't, but I mean, the, the issue that Commissioner Stevens is talking about and some of these other roads, I mean, we've got <coughs> two roads that Commissioner Gibbard's done, what, Melvin Lane and Turning Point, <coughs> hometown. And, you know, a line is a line. And I don't care who paints it on there, if it's a DOT contractor or if we got to hire the DOT contractor, me personally. Right. But, I mean, the issue that needs to be done is let's look at them and see what it costs per mile and have them done. Uh, I just, that's that's just me. I, I don't think we need to be sitting around waiting yeah. for the state. One day we'll be understanding they ain't got no money. Yeah. But guess what? We all out. What it allowed us to do, though, was to stretch our dollars. Yes, well, sir. I understand that, yeah. but we yeah. uh, here we're going to have to wait on it till 2022. Well, we could actually start on it this summer, could we? Oh, yeah, I totally agree, because, like, uh, Commissioner Walling, even if you look at it, I mean, the reason why they're they're looking at these particular areas is because of, of the accident count. Uh, so this is more of a safety thing. So. And what they're doing you. is they're, they're using the safety numbers to justify some safety money. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and you know how they used to just give out safety money to right. us. Right, safety say, hey, LMIG. We got some safety money. Can we strike some roads? You remember mm -hmm. a couple years ago, right. we had year after year, we had some big striping contracts just because they were giving out some money. Mm -hmm. And then they chose not to offer us because we'd gotten it so many years. They offered it mm -hmm. to a couple of other people, and then now they're coming and doing it. And they're doing this as their own list. So they're doing this themselves yeah. instead of giving us the money. Okay, so uh, I guess I have a question for you with that. I see they have the top 16 priority. I don't know if they did it by by the number or uh, just like Commissioner Walden. I'm assuming he, the reason why he was asking about the, the cost. So say, for instance, if, if Commissioner Stevens decides that 
to take care of Shell Road, that issue you have on Shell Road, and he gets every striping. Mm -hmm. Or myself with Pineland, Eunice, and, and Glenn Bryant. Will they, if, if we do the striping, will resurfacing and striping, will, will they move some other projects on this list to offset it? I can ask them. If you can. I can certainly ask them. I, yeah, because I know if you don't ask, we won't you get got it. a tight budget like Commissioner Steve. You want to make right. sure that you maximize your dollars. Absolutely, so. absolutely. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is, I, I hear obviously, it's not the only 16 that that right. looked at throughout okay, the county. Yeah, so, they, they looked so at a bunch. From the county standpoint, if I say, okay, well, we'll do. I can't wait till next year. I need to t take care of this now. E even if it's not in my district, will it be allocated back towards Liberty County? Because by also by looking at this list, you have and 16 Trent. rows. I've got seven. I've got seven yeah. of the rows. Trent, there. don't ask them. Just just say it. <laughs> right. Well, I have a good relationship with Jeremy, the guy that's doing. You, I, I'm assuming you do. So yeah. Yeah. right. Just uh, and so I can talk to Jeremy about what we can do. Right. Right. I have a question, Trent. On, on the, the first one here, uh, Homestown Road. Now, um, is this from you say from State Road from 30? That's 84. Now, Homestown Road, um, as we know it today, stops at the three-way. So they're talking about, uh, and the, the old Homestown Road went all the way to 119. Right. Which, I mean, part of it is dirt. So are they talking about all the way to the, to the historical Homestown Road, which at the end of the pavement, before you get into the, to the, uh, the timber company back there? It'll the just go to the end of the pavement on the 38 side. But I'm talking about at, at the three-way, are they going past the three-way to the pavement, all the way to the dirt road? Uh, see, I mean, the, the, the original the, Homestown Road went all the way to 119. Yes, sir. And it was yes, paved sir. all the way until you got to the um, to the property where the timber right. is. Okay. Right. We, we, so, we so, extended uh, for, that road. For, for this one here, are they stopping at the three-way, which turns into Freddie Walthall? No, they're going all the way to the end of the pavement where it turns into <laughs> dirt road. Um, is where they're going to stop. Well, I, and, and that was my question because that's not Homestown Road anymore is what I'm saying. I think they still may have it listed. I, I, I'll double check. No, I mean, I'm not going to stop them now, but I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I just yeah. wanted to know when I saw it. My, my, my thought was from reading this list that it was Homestown Road from 38 to the end. Yeah. So, so they didn't say the end of the pavement. From, they from 38 to the, to the dirt road. Yes, sir. To, to the way it turns it. Okay, that's, that's fine. And they do that by, by how many accidents you've had on it? Well, I mean, you they have, they, what they have to do is they have to show the number of accidents because they're using safety monies to do this. Right, yeah. So they, they look at it as areas <coughs> that need it or are going to need it and what kind of accident ratings. And what they do is they have a, I don't know if y'all heard of this program called GEARS. I don't, it's an acronym for something, but all the police departments post where all the accidents were and they pull information from gears, which is your crash history of what's happened where, and they use that to justify using the safety money. I know I've learned to appreciate striping on dark roads at night when the eyes get to be my age. I agree. Several of these need some stripes. It really makes a difference. Man. Speaking of, of okay. safety, one ninety six. More lighting. One ninety six. Say it one time. I'm sorry. Yeah, just on one ninety six going through Hinesville. Since, since that's your boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'll tell you, light, lighting 
is a, a whole animal or whole beast in itself. So, but uh, I will talk to him or, about or, it. Or some crossing something. No, it's the <coughs> 96 is starting to. So we're, we're in particular, are you thinking? Pedestrian. Um, anything for, for, especially for pedestrian, crossing or something. And we want to look at the, you want to look at the corridor from like Hardy's to uh, Parker's out of Air Force Road? Yes. It's going all the way out. Okay, good deal. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mr. Chairman. That could fall. I mean, that that is part of what they examine is the visibility at night. Right. Right. Because I could tell you now, the visibility is not. That's one reason we have so many so many problems. Right. Mission Jones. Um, I understand that there's different criteria for picking the roads that we have. Yeah. Um, is there any particular reason, I guess there is, but why uh, Freeman Grove Road was not included in this? Uh, and the reason I ask, because Limerick is there, and most of the accidents, I guess I've witnessed, experienced, heard, um, over the years happens at the intersection, right there at the intersection of Freeman Grove and Limerick. Um, basically 17 people crossing over. Um, how could we leave off Freeman Grove and we got Limerick and most of the fire safety stuff happens at the intersection and that involves both roads. And I would think that Freeman Grove would need to have the same consideration as Limerick Road if we're doing this for safety. Yes, sir. I agree. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't. I did not generate this list for mm -hmm. them, so I just want to make sure that that's clear. But um, we did have on one of our. I think we did Limit Road too, but I'm, it's all fuzzy right now. But I know we did Freeman Grove Road in one of our recent striping programs because mm -hmm. we had some people that drove over to White Stop Bar that we had to go back and fix. Um, so, and it may be that they look back at some of our past striping projects and then said, okay, that was done X amount of years, we'll use a different one. I don't know the answer to that question. I'm speculating, but I can certainly uh, see if they want to maybe add that to it. Yeah, um, and like I said, as far as my observation, and I guess you can say living right there, um, the same conditions that's on Limerick Road and they're the same. I understand you say that there's been some recent work done, but it's still um, yes. in disrepair, pretty much. Yes, sir. How time sensitive is this? Well, we're a little bit, I mean, we've been kind of tossing this around a little longer than we should have on our side. We need to go ahead and get it back to them. Okay. So, so a little bit beyond, but they're moving forward anticipating it so can we can we approve this commission which with your recommendations added to, to yeah. this to okay. negotiate yes motion yes sir so moved right. second second all right and for discussion all in favor raise your right hand all right Ms. Long, uh, you do have duly noted right sir recommendations right mm -hmm. for the liver
60 miles an hour in front of the fire station. So, I mean, if you would like, at your pleasure, I mean, we could put together a, a list of what we think and get uh, input from you guys and the road department of potential roads and try to put together an estimate. And if you wanted to put together a striping package to put out, we could go ahead and put out a striping package and do that. Well, there's some roads that you won't never travel at night, Trent, that you personally will not travel at night. That's right. That's not that But there is... About all of these roads in the county, there's a deputy traveling it. And that's the information that we ought to be getting from, from them and the fire department. Good I idea. We need to know, you know, where where is this dangerous place at? Um, and let's uh, identify them and let's, you know, do whatever we can to, to um, put curb markers up, put white lines on the side and, and whatever. Uh, that paint is not that expensive. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, it's not got to be all that high-powered plastic. Now, we have been putting a, a high-bill paint that has flakes in it, so it reflects good, but we have not been trying to do the thermoplastic, uh, which is a lot more expensive. Now, we should go to Walmart and buy the thermoplastic. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Mm -mm. Just mix it in the paint. Ain't going to get too far from the bucket. Okay, we recreation park okay. improvements right, ready to go. Yes, sir. So uh, the next one, recreation and park improvements for uh, ADA. Uh, as you know, we've got the plans put together for uh, several different parks um, to do uh, access to all the playground equipment. Uh, some things go to some of the batting cages, ball fields. Uh, a couple places need a couple <coughs> extra of handicapped parking spots. So it's pretty much a concrete um, package put together. Uh, we've got plans and specifications and bid documents that are ready to go to bid uh, at your pleasure. Um, and it hits, I'll just tell you, we hit Gum Branch, we hit some Hillary Park, um, we get James, a little bit of James Brown Park, not much there, Jesse Stevens Park, Middle Park, some small things on Middle Park because we have some bigger issues that we're gonna take care of there. Homestown Park, Briar Bay, and Jesse Stevens Park and East Park. So we've got little pieces of concrete <coughs> or handicap ramps or little things we need to be uh, ADA compliant at these facilities uh, all ready to go. Now, uh, as far as that goes, we've got, uh, we've got it built in with plans for some of the sidewalk to go at Gill Park, which would be they expand the walking trail, kind of go around where the proposed uh, ball field would be. 
uh, and do it in such a manner so that we're not going to lose any of the sidewalk when we do other improvements, as well as uh, do a basketball court there at Gill Park. So those are incorporated into one plan because they're all similar work, you know, the, the concrete work for the sidewalks at <coughs> Gill Park, concrete work for the sidewalks for the ADA, and concrete work for the basketball court. So we've got that rolled, recommended and rolled that into one contract to uh, make it a little easier and you know, get pigs prices mm -hmm. for that. Um, so both projects rolled in together should be about $335,000. Um, the funding is available. If you break it down, uh, the ADA requirements are going to be about 188000 and the Gill Park is going to be about 147000 And that gets our all of our improvements. We've seen some pretty good prices uh, here lately. Uh, we did a very similar project for the city of, Savannah, uh, city of Hinesville, and uh, the prices came in well under our budget, uh, surprisingly. And, and, you know, I'd like to get this one out there and see if I can't get some of those good prices again. All right. All right. Funds are available. Yes, sir. We talked about that at your at your planning session a little bit um, with the <clears> Miller Park <throat> playground equipment that's been ordered, the Gill Park Phase Two and these ADA. It will exhaust that recreation side of funds at the current time uh, until we can possibly generate more than the allocation. So um, capital projects that would be applicable to improvements, Mr. Martin would need to make that have previously been funded through that fund won't be available. We'll have to handle those through the general fund. Um, Say all that to say that would still leave though that dedicated source, which I want to come back to in a second, over the gymnasium. And I know y'all had some discussion out there too, but that would still leave an available balance to the end uh, at about 1.1 million for the gymnasium. So it would not go into that money. All right. So this is information item. Actually, actually, um, we're bringing it from your planning session. Mm -hmm. We indicated, you know, that we'd have the ADA improvements ready to go. I, I didn't see the little stars um, by it. So no, sir, I didn't, because I really didn't know what the board's preference was bringing it forward. But that was it, it was a movement that way. Okay. Uh, if you want to try to entertain that, along with the Gill Park improvements, which you remember the money was moved over um, from District Four mm -hmm. to do that project. So that is actually what's funding that project. Okay. Which one, the 147 or the Yes, sir, the 147. Well, now, how is this going to affect, Jimmy, you out there? Yeah. How is this going to affect you when you, uh, with your balls, I mean, some of these fields don't have balls that much activities. You're going to pretty much be saying, I want to have it done in this order like this, or is Who's going to make the decision on how do you want, you know, the planning? I mean, are you going to go, let's do the Briar Bay in and let's leave there and go to the Eve Park in? Are we going to come out as far as the ADA uh, right, yeah. improvements are concerned? Um, well, actually, we have not discussed that. Um, but, uh, you know, we will obviously have to work with the contractor and, uh, you know, try <coughs> to set up a schedule so that we can work our, now that we will have pavilion rentals around that. Or other use of the parks, but we yeah. Well, I know y'all probably hadn't discussed it, but we've been talking about ADA for two years. So oh, yeah, yeah. And we need not, to we need to. There's not really a priority this would have been list. An excellent time to done it when we. <laughs> but uh, 
I mean, the, I know that each commissioner is going to have something in their district they want to have done, so we're going to need to decide, you know, where do we go? Where do we start and where do we wind up at? You, yeah, you know, I think, I think that Trent and I could develop that list very quickly. Well, well the, list, the list is done. The list is already done of what will be done, so it will be led as a package, and either in the package when we let it, uh, we'll talk about staging in there and ask them to tell, we'll tell them what the staging schedule needs to be, much like we do around Jimmy's other events, like when we resurface track and everything. Uh, and we'll look at the package and do that. I mean, I'm, I'm confident we can disrupt very little because they're, they're mostly sidewalk improvements. And uh, if necessary, we'll flag those areas off or do whatever, but I don't think it'll shut any facility totally down. I'd have to look at the plans again, but the, pl the, the it's already been made. There is a list specific list. They're ready to go to bid. And, and, and I, think, not, I think what you were saying to Mr. Walden is which ones would be done first in right, yeah. order, and I don't know that we have that. No, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not sure that's not something you don't want to talk to the contractor about uh, as part of the LEP package to see how they would propose staging that because of their mobilization, demobilization. I mean, obviously, when you get them going, you want to keep them going, um, as you know. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd say please put the trust in us to work that. We know. You know, we, we, we won't disrupt the activity anymore, and it's got to be. We'll work around it. We'll come up with a schedule for that. Well, disrupting it's not, it's not disrupting now, but I'm just saying, you know, when they go to a place like, let's just say that it, when they start to say, we're going to go right here in Hinesville, then it's going to be three months before they get to go to Riceboro. I, I would. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have Hinesville as far as James Brown Park, yeah. In Stafford Park? Yeah, so I, I would think when we did them before, and you, and you correct me if I'm wrong, um, but th that will be in their plan they'll send us of how they want to do that through mobilization uh, so it, it cuts down their cost. I mean, I'd like for them to offer that plan to us for us to look at and approve. We, we do require that they provide us a schedule of where they're going and what they're doing. Well, they, I don't want their schedule. I want it to be that it's the commissioner's schedule. I mean, these guys that's out there that's got them on the outside, and Jimmy, he's going to have to run them, then that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I, it's like paving the road. We, we, we've got roads, what Melvin Park, I mean, Melvin Road was supposed to have been done eight months ago or a year ago, and it was two years. So what I'm saying is let's don't go by their schedule. Let's say, if, I mean, if Jimmy wants to have the park down at, you know, the soccer fields done at James Brown Park done, and he says, but I don't want to do these up here around the ball field till later. Let's move back up here. I want to make sure that we're uh, you know, accommodating them. And then, of course, you know, Commissioner Stevens is going to have new work to go at Miller Park, and also he's going to have his work his work in the uh, at the Riceboro area. So, um, you know, those you know, let's just make sure that it's if it's a bid, everybody's going to have to need to know, and especially that man that's pouring the concrete that. This county is pretty wide, and he's going to have a pretty good area to travel. Yes. And the concrete trucks is going to have a little bit of problem getting in and out some places. Well, one thing you, you do need to know is we do have a countywide map that shows the location and proximity of each one. And as a matter of fact, after our title page, that's the very first page. So you see where they are. So nothing is hidden about how far apart they are. Um, and each site is going to have um, different amounts of work to take place at each site. 
so what we can do is we can put in the contract to make sure that the contractor knows that uh, we've got to schedule concrete pours at certain venues X amount of days in advance so that we can make sure that there's no uh, conflict as far as the recreation department goes. That way the contractor can say, okay, on this day, I need to pour uh, concrete in parts A and B because that's how many trucks of concrete I can get poured that day. And then he can make some decisions on where he's going and use, let him use his own means and methods to be able to construct the sidewalk improvements. Now, all of it will be done within one contract period. So it's not like we're trying to decide, we're gonna do this first, and then we're gonna wait a couple of months and do this, and then wait a couple of months right. and do this. And we're giving them a set period of time, and I think we set like 120 days, so we gave them four months to do it. So it's not a super long period, but it's long enough that they can maneuver back and forth. Um, to get this taken care of. And we do require that they have a schedule of when they're gonna be operating and we provide that to us. And you know, uh, we do a pretty good job trying to stay on top of the contractor to make sure he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. That, that, way, that way, Commissioner Walter, when that schedule comes in, and we'll, and we'll talk to them in a pre-bid pre about the concerns too is the other thing. So that when they put their bid in, they know what's on y'all's mind and our mind. Uh, but the only little thing that we'll tweak a little bit now that outdoor pavilions have been affected is that we will coordinate the rental of those and some of those things based on that schedule. So really having the schedule ahead of time will help us in the pavilion rental game to lock, you know, to not conflict. We'll, we'll, we'll work with them. Outline, y'all heard it, so. Mm -hmm. there, there, will be, there will be interruptions. There will be interruptions, like there are on any construction project, well, yeah. to a normal schedule. Mm -hmm. So we, I think we all know that. So, uh, mm -hmm. But we'll do our best to make sure that they are are minor. Right. So the total amount three thirty five for the uh, Gill Park and the ADA improvements. Got it right? Yes, sir. Military Prince, am I tracking? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Um, Commissioner Jones, you need any other explanations about Gill Park? No. Are you good? All right. Okay, all right. Well, the gentleman has said, and it's been said that the funds are available. As you all know, Commissioner Bowen's made some transaction before he left. So. <coughs> Chair, take a motion this time to move forward with the uh, Gill Park improve, Phase Two and the ADA improvements for all of our parks. Now, would that wrap up all of our ADA improvements? Okay. It will. Commissioner Waller, right now. it's been going on for a while. <laughs> well, what we're trying to do is make sure as we build new stuff, then right, we build yeah. ADA stuff too. But, but then too. also, you know, they, they could come back later and, and, and make some changes. Change regs. Yeah, you're right. And then well, we, I mean, Jimmy brought up a very important point that was, you know, you want to have the ADA from the place, the handicapped parking, it's got to go to the bleachers. It's, you know, that we're right. making the wheelchair there and mm -hmm. that was the one thing that I was <coughs> wanting to make sure that we all are aware of that you know there's going to be an area that might be finished but they may have to drive somewhere else to mm -hmm. do this particular park mm -hmm. or this this thing like this uh, but and the commissioner Bowen had said that he was going to put some money to uh, do um, your park and um, he did he did 
<laughs> want to make the motion, sir? Yeah, I would uh, like to make the motion move forward with the uh, ADA improvements. And the Gill Park. The Gill Park. Phase two. All right. Phase there's two. Is there a second? Second. Motion and second. Several seconds. Y'all got one of them? Do we? Yes, right here. All right. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hands. All right. 3.35 approximately. Thank you, Jim. Now, that was just for Gill Park, but how about the other ADA? Do we, do we need a motion on no, that? No, sir. No, sir. That was for all. Combo. That, now, so, so what you did the motion on was to go with phase two Gill Park, and which is the walking trail for Gill Park. Um, as part of that walking trail, we're going to make sure, obviously, it's ADA accessible to some other portions there. And uh, But that was all-inclusive. That's all your parks. Well, Miller Park is going to have ADA and new... Miller Park section that will only have ADA done it right now would be those sections that won't be impacted by the plan y'all approved. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Miller Park is undergoing a whole new redo. Right. And so there won't be any improvements made there that would conflict, if necessary, right. with the redo at all. So the Miller Park project on its own, and that's the reason I want to put that on here, is, is $300,000. Mm -hmm. Um, there was some discussion about that at the planning session mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. uh, there are, if, if you're reserving funds for the gymnasium redo at the other end, then there are no allocated funds to do the Miller Park project right now. Uh, what the commission had had some discussion about was to see if people wanted to contribute to that Sharing. project to get it off the ground. It, it, it is not in, uh, Trent will have to help me, we've got a layout, but I don't believe construction plans are ready for that project yet. Uh, but we would we would move to do that if you wanted to, if the commission wanted to pool money to to try to do that project. So, in let me just ask a question before Jimmy gets up here. In your Miller Park plan, and, and Commissioner Stevens had mentioned one time to me about the playground equipment and all. It is all of that going to stay in the same area, Jimmy? It is, Commissioner Walden. Right, uh, and then that'll have to have ADA sidewalks to that area which would be part of the Miller Park plan redo. Okay, and that's right. a, that's in there then? Yes. That's in their that's contract in, it, there? It, it, in, it, in, the, in the Miller Park deal, not the ADA deal. Okay. Right, yes. So that's all one separate bid? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all a separate one, yes. There's too many daggone bids going on up here at one time. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Just bringing them, bringing to you what you asked, sir. What, what the board asked. We need to be... We already had them in, I believe it's second meeting and first meeting, but. <laughs> I didn't get to bring any bids up here for a long time, so I'm kind of <laughs> You call and bring a bid up here, it's not a problem anymore. You hit the light. Seize the moment, Jimmy, seize the moment. You yeah. hit the light switch. So not necessarily asking for action, but, but I, again, I'm coming back from your planning meeting, and you mm -hmm. said this is something you want to move forward with. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Commissioner Walden, the, the, the sentiment from that, planning meeting was that Miller Park has been on the agenda for so long. So long. Uh, and they, uh, you know, Commissioner Stevens has been gracious enough to even, uh, I remember he took a, a seat back to help Commissioner Bowens with um, land at um, Gill Park. Gill Park. And, and as we sat around the table planning the other day, we said, you know what, to, to make this happen, you know, let's just, among ourselves as commissioners, chip in, you know, to help make Miller Park come to fruition because uh, it's, it's been on the, the docket for so long. So that's that's kind of why it's here. Uh, so this is where we turned the lights off. 
So he can pass the pan. Yeah, No, if if he just give me my money back from one of the roads and give it back to him, we'd be even. And I'll be clear, transparent. Commissioner Gillis said at the planning meeting, he said, "Hey, I would love to help, but I'm pretty strapped." He said that at the meeting. So those of us who aren't strapped, then we should step in and make this a countywide as versus a. Got, just the commissioner big, big money grip right here. Yeah. This was the plan the board approved back in last December, January, before we brought the fire park the fire plan to you because we renovated it and it Point to where the uh, pavilion will go at, Mr. Martin or uh, Joey. He's got his glasses on, I don't know. Joey Martin. <laughs> Another plan, right? Which we said that would be a little unsafe. After discussion, we felt like there would be some, some issue with it being so close to the highway, right? Mm -hmm. Be making a better use of overall space in the park by moving it to that area. And the restroom that's there now will go away, right? Well, that that can be it can it could be either way. Um, you know, I, I'm a proponent. Okay. Of keeping that restroom uh, and taking the top off of it and putting a more conventional roof on it. Um, and as Commissioner Gillard no noted, the restrooms are in pretty good shape. They could use some probably some some renovation as well. Um, but you know that's a pretty viable facility for the softball portion of that park. Mm. We have the restrooms there now. Personally, I don't see a reason to take them away. Uh, to improve them to the point where they are worth keeping and, and have restrooms there and also have restrooms for the back part of yeah, the park as well. And, and, uh, now, your school board, your, your, that's where your clock used to be at. I'm not buying a scoreboard. That's where your clock used to be at, right? Your, your, your school board thing? Well, the, the, the building itself is not necessary to, for the scoreboard. Okay. It, it has no play with the scoreboard. It was designed to be right. that, okay. but you know, initially when that building was built, there was no scoreboard on the field. Right. We added the scoreboard later. later. The control comes to the rear of the screen of the backstop, so it's not connected to the building. It's probably oh, and another issue okay. with the building too, Commissioner Stevens, is that's where all the electrical controls for the lights and all are too. Right. <laughs> that goes away, then we have to find a way to, you know, have a standalone control panel for the lights, which has never been very successful at our other parks. Okay. Okay. And this is, is there, you're adding a field? No, it's the same field. Okay. Same softball field. I, you know, the, some of the uh, master planners that came in and looked, they said you should tear it down and rebuild the whole thing. That'd be nice, but to me, that's not very feasible. I mean, we have a pretty good field there now, and I mean, I agree that uh, you know, if, if, if I was starting from scratch, I may not put it up front like that. But um, it is what it is. It is what it is at this point. I agree. Now, the the little basketball goals. Oh, they're not to me, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> same as they are, Commissioner Walling. Yeah. Um, still here, the new playground here, which is where the old one was as well. Thing I really like about this design is that if we, if we have the funding, I hope we do, and we can establish this paved parking in this area, we service the basketball court, the playground, and the new pavilion. 
Mm. You have structured traffic flow through the park rather than those that drive across here now. Uh, another feature of this plan is that there's fencing planned to go from, from along this edge here. Up here from stop driving. Okay, Highway 84 is the put me on 84 right there. Right now. Okay, so we're not. And that dark line is that a is that with a drainage circle in the back? Trail. What is that drainage? We do have a drainage system. Uh, oh no, uh, that's the water line. Are you talking about this line back here? Which one? That one? This circle right here. That's the ground. That's the cold effect. No cold effect down there on that thing. It's going to be one. <laughs> huh? I said there's a cold effect down there. It would be. It will be. It will be. That, that, that's that's part of the improvement, though. That the improvement we, got, we do have to do to be able to break it up. Is that? Yeah, there's a residence back there on the left. You don't remember me and you going in there? They don't call us back in there. <laughs> it will be. I stay from down there. Golly. <laughs> will, will there be playing baseball this time? Will there be parking along the, the front of the baseball court like we do now? We yeah, go? That's, that's my question. Yeah. Park, park, there's, there's, by, by the baseball field, where, where's the no, park? By the baseball field. Uh, off, right. of eight, yeah, off of 84. Okay, all right. About how many, do you know about how many spots that is? Just grass. Well, uh, I think it's about 20. About 20? Okay. That's where we park at now when we go. I don't ever drive to the back. So what you'll do, you'll go up you'll go up that road, Joey and Jimmy, um, and it'll, it'll actually be a paved street all the way up through there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you'll not have any open ditches. You, you could actually park off of that if you needed to. So what's your width right there, Trent? What's how wide is that? Twenty-four feet of asphalt. Huh? Twenty-two or twenty-four feet of asphalt. Yeah, we'll shift the border to this aisle. Yeah, well I got curb and gutter set up, so I can put that curb and gutter all the way down there. So we'll have all curb and gutter, gutter so that you could uh, along the grass. Where's that going to drain to? Where, where's that going to drain to? Back here. Okay. He's gonna put water on somewhere. You can't drain that back toward and now the way it comes to now that it comes back out to eighty four, don't it? Underwater, under the ground there. A pipe all the way all the way in there. All of this pipe you see here? I'm talking about down that road on that on that left hand side. There's pipe back here and then it comes over here. No, there's there's underground pipe there. Yeah, all on that side right there. Yeah, all of this, see the dash line? That's all existing pipe. Yeah, and, right. and it's in the dirt. It's covered up. It is. Right. Yeah, this, this the, side the, of the road. The left side of the road. Left side of the road got open ditch. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that is. But the right hand side. So you just asphalt over that pipe. Yeah. It'll be. The, the pipe will. The road will basically stay where it is, and the pipe will stay where it is. Well, there ought to be plenty of parking there on that side, then. Right, curb and go. The way he's talking, it ought, there ought to be able to be plenty of. There's, there's plenty of extra grass parking. You know, if you want to do that one. 
parking lot here. You know, dollars kind of balance out. And Jimmy, you satisfied with it? Uh, actually, uh, Commissioner Wallen, that's the I kind of Trent and I came up with that design. So yeah. And and Commissioner Stevens. Yeah. So how much money are we looking for? Well, yep. I'm in the process of trying to get that uh, number pulled back up. So Mr. Manning, I thought about that yesterday. We'll it's going to be around three. Uh, I, I'm on my rough guess, Trent, going to be around three seventy-five. Okay. That was the original budget, and that's a little over. It's over, and we want to make sure all the roads are in. You pulling the playground out? What you mean? Because y'all have already approved it. Not yet. We will now. Playground equipment. You're going to approve it tonight. Yeah. To go ahead and replace the equipment back here. It's gone out. Well, who? Where's Tim at with our paper to see how much money we got in there? We've already. Y'all already. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do, what are we doing here then talking about it? You approve the playground. I know, but I'm saying how much money do we need, you say in $375,000, mm -hmm. just to be close. So, so we're off track. So the Miller Park playground that y'all will approve tonight, we've got the bids on, is, is actually going to be 52, but this program is going to be 50, the recommendation is going to be 52. Um, 55, I'm sorry. Uh, and the Miller Park estimate, not yet bid, or design, final design drawings is estimated to be 300. It's probably going to be a little more than that. We don't know. We need to put out. I think that's what we're looking for. Do you want to? We're not trying to push you to do anything, but we're bringing it to you because you asked us to. Do you want us to go ahead and do the construction drawing and put Miller Park out to bid? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, th I think we, we discussed this yeah, we length did. already. Yeah, and if Trent's too busy, because he looked to me like he's got way too many things on there, Joy, let's just get us somebody that <laughs> we can work with and let's, let's, let's move forward on it. Yeah, I, that'd be a, I prefer him. I'm motion that, uh, that we move forward and we take whatever money Commissioner Frazier's got. <laughs> <laughs> whatever I've got, I don't mind giving I'm it to you. Tim, you ready for a motion on that? Well, I, yeah. I, I really, I, I really think once they get the hard number, yeah, then what you said. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I, you know, at this point, it's do you want us? To, yeah, do you want us to go ahead and we'll, put it out? We'll agree with the consensus. Yes, move so, forward. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So move go, go ahead and green light. But we'll 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 find the money. We'll find the money. Mm -hmm. Right. So so. Well. So you can see how much money that I got in in there now that I can move over, Joel. We will. We can do that. Can you, you Once we get look in there right now. Oh, uh, I, I can tell you how much you got. Yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something about these dollars. They amaze me how they can just be in the cigar box over here, <laughs> ice box over here. Hey, I need to know how much money it is that I've got. And you don't have to announce it because I know we're on Zoom meeting. You can just write it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> and I'll write it back on a piece Plus, of paper and tell you how much I'll give you. Uh, right now, there's $568,397. In what? Your district. Your, your public. Yeah. I'll be willing to, to uh, uh, for recreation, and that was something that I spent a lot of time with with Jimmy. I'd be willing to put $200,000 to that project. What do I have, Mr. Brown? Um, 92591 
just not obligated. If, in fact, we do that, then I want us to have a decent sign down there that's called Joseph Miller Park. Back to you. But but again again if if we can and and we'll note that but probably we just need to go ahead out get the construction drawing done go ahead and put it out to bid and then we'll come back with a hard dollar and then you can decide if it's reasonable and you want to move forward or okay yeah you can look for something thank you and and, and again this is no reflection on anybody but if it's if it's something that needs to be done and, and I know. Mr. Stevens has talked about it, and Jimmy's talked about it, and I've talked about it with him. Then let's get, I mean, I know Trent's got roads and striping and grassing and sidewalks. Let's put somebody on it and let's run with it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want us to sit around here. Uh, I may be too old to get to play on Miller Park. <laughs> Trent, what do you think? You are, you're already at that point. Eddie. What do you think your timeline is to do construction drawings and put them out? Okay. I mean, is that sufficient for the board, or do you want to do anything different? I wouldn't. And I heard. I heard about before you before you put the bids out. Yeah, I mean, that, that's. I think that's fine. That's what fine. sixty days? Mr. Martin said he's he's working with familiar companies, so. Yes, sir. Okay. Let's do it. it but now that's that'll be the dollar figure that I can put in there and still be able to do. I think the sidewalks that I want to try to, and they're all going to have to be all ADA too in my district. So. Yes, sir. In fact, that that number does not include other revenue that you'll keep on getting. That's that's the money that's already there for you now. So yes, sir. You you have some more. We'll proceed there. Thank you. Okay. Where are we now? Playground equipment. We did. Uh, <coughs> you gonna run with it? Are you, Jimmy gonna run with it? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go with that if that's okay with you, Mr. Brown. Mm -hmm. uh, gentlemen, we we uh, as you know put out bids for the new playground at Miller Park. Uh, Mr. Mosley did a great job with that RFP and answering about a thousand questions that came from vendors on that deal. <laughs> and um, we we got a total of eight bids on, on the Miller Park Playground. Uh, I think that Mr. Mosley in the RFP had, had, had mentioned a, a budget figure of around $45,000 for that project, knowing that we were planning on spending 50. Um, however, when we got the bids and we scored them, it was, it was myself and, and Mr. Mosley and Samantha Ag Abge that works in our office that did the scoring. Uh, the one from Dominica Game Time was the one that we felt like was by far and away the best playground uh, for the money. It actually came to $55,601, uh, and, and that was higher than, than some of the other bids. For example, uh, you know, a $40,000 bid on option number two from PlaySouth. PlaySouth is also an excellent company. However, um, we felt like the benefits of the, of the playground that was offered by Dominica Game Time for 55000 was was the best option for the county. So it scored out with the highest score. And um, so that's, the, that's the, the bid that I recommend to you gentlemen tonight is to go with the one from Dominica Game Time. 
Uh, yeah, and well, I would yeah. also add that Dominica Game Time has done numerous other playgrounds for us around the county. So has Play South as well. Both of those, again, excellent companies. <clears throat> However, I think in this particular proposal that Game Time has the better, the better proposal. Where are they located at? Um, they have uh, they have an office in the, in, the, in the Atlanta area, but I'm not sure where their home base is. All right, Chair, you, you're satisfied with them, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, but I make a motion that we go with the Monica game time for the uh, playground equipment at Miller Park. Second. Motion and second. We approve the bid provided by Mr. Martin to us to, for the playground equipment at Miller Park in the amount of $55,601. Any further discussion? You got the money in the. We, we have the money for that. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right, all in favor? All right. Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Before Mr. Martin go away, since he's still standing there, I, so I had a question for him earlier, if I may be permitted. In the minutes that we receive, it was $1,000 per cut on the grass cutting contract? Yes, sir. How many fields was that involving? Was that like? Miller Park, uh, it, Park. It, it is it's, uh, all of our outlying parks. It's the entire park, not just the field. It's the entire park. Mm -hmm. uh, all of them except Homestown, mm -hmm. which is a very small, much smaller park, uh, Riceboro Youth Center, and um, Eve Park. So the number of actual sites, I believe, is I think mm -hmm. Branch in. I'm not sure. Miller. Eve Park, Gum Branch, Hillary, Briar Bay, um, <coughs> Liberty County Community Complex, Jones Creek, Gill wow. Park, Miller Park, Jesse Stevens. I believe that's it. I think there's an eight. Okay. Right. That's cutting everything. From that's a lot of wall. That's a lot of cutting. That's a lot of yeah. <laughs> and, and they may do it. That's what twice, twice a month. Twice a month. Well, we, we initially start off with it twice a month, but when we get into the the Lower. grass growing months of June, July, and August, we go with three times a month. Okay. So that contract is for what, like, just grass season only? Um, April through October. October. Okay. But. You know, the grass had already jumped up. Once the yeah. contract was established with him, we worked out an agreement for him to go ahead and do an initial cut. So he actually did one cut in March of this, this particular mm -hmm. yeah. contract. Okay. All right. Just <coughs> all right. Thank you, Mr. Martin. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate what all, you do, sir. All the stuff tonight. <laughs> Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, you did all right tonight. <laughs> uh, ambulances. Yes, sir. We uh, th this is a, the latest ambulance that y'all authorized to put out, and there were uh, four folks that submitted responses to it. Uh, custom truck and body work uh, scored the highest. There were uh, two evaluators, Mr. Mosley and Mr. Lambeth, on that. The, the EMS director, um, custom body works is who we have used before, and they've been very reliable and produced what we want, and um, turn out to be the lowest price. Even when we did the air ride suspension system which is what was requested. So uh, the recommendation from the group is to award to Custom Truck and Body Works at a 196,756. That's one unit. Motion. Motion. 
So moved, Mr. Chair. Second. Motion second. We approve the bids uh, from Custom Truck and Body Work of Woodbury, Georgia, 196-756. Any further discussion? Uh, only thing I got to say about that is, Mr. Brown, Mr. Chairman, when will we actually hear from the hospital with some of the concerns? Because purchasing these trucks and we can't hardly keep them on the road. I mean, uh, it's an issue that I have a serious problem with. I know we're obligated to purchase them, but what are they doing to keep these trucks on the road uh, at all times? And like I said, this is, this is for a later date, but I'm just bringing the issue up. Uh, Sometimes there's only three trucks on the road, and we have a mutual aid agreement with other counties other counties do not respond, but we respond to other counties for mutual aid. This is an issue that I think we, uh, another issue that Liberty County needs to take a serious look at, y'all. So, Commissioner Stevens, um, um, they are due to come before you either your first meeting in April or your second meeting in April to talk about the operational agreement between the Board of Commissioners and the hospital that really has never been in writing. And so uh, you'll get a copy of that draft agreement, and they'll be here. To short answer your question, they'll be here before you in April. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Commissioner Stephen, you said to keep them on the road. Now, is, is that a, a staffing problem or a maintenance problem? Seems more like a staffing problem. So they, they just don't have enough people working down there? They did one time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're making some efforts to hire some more people, and, and I just would assure you that Commission Swift, our liaison to the hospital authority, she's on it. Okay. It is a problem. All right. Did we vote? Who did not, sir? We're all in favor of Justin did too. Motion passed. All right. Ms. Linda Martin, as you very well know, as I announced to you, she has, she has not retired from the Board of Elections, but she has retired from being chairperson. So they will need to have a new chairperson uh, for that board. So, Chair, we are ready. ready. We don't need the... Uh, I'm ready to. We don't need that gagging coming from the other side. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. We are ready. Right. Chair, uh, the selection committee uh, would like to appoint Mr. John D. McIver as the chairperson of the Liberty County Board of Elections. Is that a motion, sir? Yes, sir. Is there a second to that motion? I second it. Motion seconded. We have Mr. John McIver serve <laughs> as the incoming chairman of the Board of Elections. Any further discussion? I, I'd like to just have a question. Now, um, Ms. Martin, um, and it's a seven-member board mm -hmm. with a chairman, right? I think it's seven. And, and um, and Ms. Martin stepped down, and I think I saw some email. Ms. Martin stepped down, mm -hmm. and um, and but her desire was to stay as a board member. As, as a board member, but if um, if none of the existing board wanted to step over to her spot, then she'd have vacated and been out, right? I mean, if, if no one wanted to swap with her. Here's it wasn't a board replacement, was it? Yeah, it's not. She not bring, Yeah, she'll. I hear you. She, she's giving up the chairman the seat. Chairmanship role. Right. Yeah. And somebody that was on the board who was not chairman said, "Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it." 
I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying, but but if if, if no one said that, then she she's out, and we got a vacancy. Right. Well, no, no not really, because because what really? happens is you do the appointments, yeah. then you come back later and appoint the chairman. So so if she if nobody would want to take it. He's there been, until that would have been interesting because there really wouldn't be a vacancy on the board. It's yeah. just that nobody was willing to take a chairmanship yeah, yeah. appointment. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's a great question. But it wouldn't have created a vacancy on the board. No. But she wasn't appointed to the board as chairman. No. She was a board member that you chose out to be chairman. So you'd be right back where you started. You'd be trying to pick somebody to be chairman. You just didn't have anybody that wanted it. Yeah. All we did <laughs> so was be, stop and kind of different, but yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about that either. The vice chair would have had to step in. <laughs> the vice chair would have temporarily had to take it. The vice chair said, opted out. Yeah, yeah but, 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 but the vice chair would have remained vice chair. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, they and we wouldn't have had a chair. Until y'all appointed. Until we found somebody who would say, yes, I'll be the chair. Yeah. And the vice chair would have had to. Or you just said whether you want or you just said whether you wanted or not, you're going to be the chair. None of that happened. I just wanted, I thought if she said, I don't want it. No. But I want this. And somebody would have had to say, I want I want what you. Okay. She was originally just a board member. In fact, wasn't the chairman. As a matter of fact, right, and then agreed to be the chairman, so you'd be back okay. in the same position. I'm quite sure the chairman. I think uh, I, I, actually, I, I think if I recall, during the time when she was appointed chairman, it wasn't no one else on the board who had met the certification to become chair. Might might be. I remember that. I lost okay. The commission. All in favor of the appointment. All right. Thank you, Mr. Cobb. It's very willing to serve. Okay. Meeting times. Oh, again, something I bring back that was at your planning commission, uh, your planning meeting was uh, there was some discussion about changing commission meeting times uh, to either and or dates and or dates. Uh, you're right, Commissioner Frazier. So just wanted to see what the board's desire on that was. Gone, he just stepped out. Right. I think he's left his stuff here, left his wallet here, so I'll take that. You know, when, when, when I saw this on here and it, and it being eight o'clock. I thought that we was trying to limit how long these meetings last, uh, like for an hour, and we'd have been home by now. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I don't have a problem. Um, you know, I'm, I make a point to try to make the meetings, so whether it's the uh, first Tuesday and third Thursday, which is what they are now, uh, the only thing I, that, what, what I like about that, I was just looking at the calendar, um, for next month, we have, you know, that there's, I think, twice a year, sometimes three times a year, according to how the calendar falls. You have one this week and next week, so you, will. you, you, have, that, you have that freedom of two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if you look at the calendar, April 1st is on a, on a um, Thursday, I believe. Yes, on a Thursday. So the meeting would be that um, 6th. And the 13th. And then, the, then the following, yeah, the, the following week it would be. So you have back-to-back -back weeks, and, and you have that um, special time. But I, I, I don't have a problem with um, what time they start or, or what day of the week. If you want to make it uniform, you know, every, you know, first and third Tuesday, first or uh, second and fourth, what, what, whatever. I, I don't have a problem either way. Totally up to you guys. We, we work whichever y'all want to do. Can we look at a schedule? Do do us a. Uh, uh, 
You say how it looked. How it looks. So, yeah. Cause I, you made me just. Oh, you mean just leaving it first? Yeah, leaving it like if, it is. Or if you did the first and third two, so let me see. Oh yeah, we can. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And you and, and you, if it's every two weeks, every nine, then you will still have that. Yeah. That that, that, that two weeks. Right, because I'm I'm looking. It would still would still be the same thing. It'd be the same thing. Yeah. We meet we, either we would meet on the sixth and the thirteenth or the sixth and the fifteenth. There's no change. <clears throat> what would it be until next week, though? Yeah, but you, I, yeah. I, I just say. Just whatever. And the other thing y'all talked about was whether you just want to leave them the same days and make them the same time, though. For mm -hmm. So, so y'all discuss that. It's totally up to y'all. Yeah. I'd, it's totally up I, to you I, I would rather it be uniform. It's whatever y'all want to do. And, and especially, uh, there's also a, a lot of uh, dates, especially on Thursdays in the community, that kind of kind of bump heads with, with a lot of things from our, our standpoint too. I, I know, like prime example, <clears throat> I was supposed to be hosting the uh, business after hours with the chamber tonight. Because I know a, a lot of chamber events are on Thursdays and I understand, you know, but I'm just, mm -hmm. the council meetings <clears throat> on Thursdays, so. We'll chart, I'll, we'll, we'll do a uh, okay. little calendar and it'll also show the other city and okay. city meeting dates. Okay. You know, so you can look at that too. We'll do that. Okay. We'll address it next. Uh, you can get that to us. All right. I'll have it. I'll have it at next meeting. Okay. All right. All right. But 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 really, Mission um, Gillen makes a good point. I, I would suggest that each of us, you know, try to, as much as we can, try to have all our questions answered that can be answered before the meeting, so we don't spend a lot of time on the floor, uh, drilling trend or drilling. Uh, LCPC, whoever it is. So, so if we can, yeah, I'm, I'm usually asleep this time of night. <laughs> so if we can do that. To have our question answered before we get here as much as we Hard can. But, but listen, if the bidding started at five, you would have still had an hour. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but a three-hour meeting is is uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of, kind well, of mid month. Me yeah. yeah, it's a little long, no doubt about it. Anything else, Mr. Brown, for the good order? I don't mind, sir. No. Mission, everybody. All minds, hearts clear for saying check. Okay. All right. you, you had mentioned earlier about Commissioner Thrift. You know, she'd lost actually two sisters. Yeah. Two sisters? Two mm -hmm. sisters. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's lost. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, man. No, she lost Winifred. But yeah, there's another one that died uh, Sunday. Oh, my goodness. No, I didn't know that. nursing home. Yeah, I did not know that. I've got more room down there. Is, is this still here today? Come on. All right. Yeah, tell the motion to adjourn. So, back here. Yes, man. Thank you. Yes, man. 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 Yes, man.